Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 91. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Hello. And Steve. Say Bonjour. What a, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Did you really think I'd say, go for a three? Did you want me to go for his good Stevening? Three times I, in a row? I. I was going to be two times in a row because you skipped a week. No, I didn't. I don't think he did. I think it would have been the three-peat, and if he'd done that, I would have kicked him right out of the call. No, no, because don't forget, I'm the one editing. He's done it for 88, skipped it for 89, and then done it for 90. Oh, did I? Ah. Oh. We had this conversation last that. week, too. Did we? Man, Man, time really flies. I, I, I really just don't want to talk to yourself, so I just try to ignore <laughs> any, any conversation I have. It's been a rough week for you because I've been correct too many times. Once too many times. Were you correct about Unity? Yes, actually. They're still a Ooh. piece of shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, not wrong. Not wrong. I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, in, in lieu of any other random fun anecdote to talk about. Um, no, other I, than... Oh, yeah? I, you, 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 I, got I, you got something for the class? I've I, I got a funny, a funny story. Are we, are we at story time? Yeah, story I do have a funny story. Oh, uh, shit. Well, you guys should have told me that I would have fucking... randomly found a funny story. He's always got a one up me, doesn't he? Um, so I did a float on the weekend, like one of those, you're in like a, one of those egg tanks and you sort of float there, um, being like all buoyant and stuff. It was pretty, it was all right. It was, it's very meditative. I don't really think as someone who doesn't really do meditation, um, probably wasn't for me, but I, uh, I didn't mind it. It was, it was, uh, it, it was fun. I'm glad I did it. I fell asleep in it, but no one can be surprised with that. Um, but okay, yeah. so when you say funny story, do you mean a fun story with knees involved, or is there like a haha moment punchline coming? Uh, there's no real, there's no real punchline. The punchline is uh, if you do feel stressed or you want to do a float, do a float, and then you can be like, hey, look, this is what a floating poo felt feels like. <laughs> Doing a float just seems illegal. <laughs> Why? Just, well, well, you know, sometimes you got like floaters in there got a lot of fiber in your diet or not enough i can't remember how it worked be like hey is this what my my toilet feels like and then you're waiting for the flush but there's never i i really don't know how to follow up on that stuff what's your funny story yeah so remember like three months ago we were talking about well steven was talking about how twisties were doing a donut king collaboration uh (laughs) i mean i got a packet (laughs) i i i i didn't until just now but okay you have a packet of twit Man, they're, 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 it's <sighs> twisties flavored like cinnamon, and apparently Zuma, Stephen Zuma has humor has just fucked me because between Steve saying uh, "do a float" <laughs> and you saying a pack of twisties, it they both just seem drug related. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. Think no, you no, I, can, I can see where you're getting that. But anyway, apparently Stephen has tried these before and they were shit. Um, but that doesn't count because he didn't review them on the pod. So I'm going to review one right now. They taste I hear shit, a bad crinkle. I hope our editor is able to take that noise out. They taste like shit. Do not eat them. It just tastes like cinnamon. That's it. Doesn't really? Oh, maybe you got a. Cin- uh, I don't know. I just didn't like the. Um, maybe it was the texture. I really disagreed with. Yeah, no, it's a weird. It it being a twisty is a bit of a weird texture, but um. To, to describe the texture, maybe 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 someone listening doesn't know what a twisty is. It's like a fluffy corn chip. So, so it's weird to have a cinnamon flavor come from that when you're used to it coming from, like, a donut. I, I know exactly what you mean when you say that, but that still sounds awful. 
I think it's okay. E- eating anything fluffy is a red flag. I- I've made a mistake getting a bag this big. I don't see myself being able to finish it. Send one over. I- I'll-, I'll help you finish it. Yeah, sure. I'll, um, I'll-, I'll send you half the bag if you really want. Uh, sure. Send it to uh, Steve. What's your address? I just need to read it out for, for Seth. Um, I put my um, address on the on the back of your mum's credit card. So if you read out your mum's credit card information, um, you'll get there. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I thought about trying to I, th- I thought about trying to segue that into a D's nuts joke. I gave up. Um, no. Uh, so so would would you recommend Seth? I don't think I'd recommend. Honestly, no. So. By comparison, you'd rather just just eat the cinnamon raw. Yes, <laughs> yes. Actually, you're not going to raw. Do- you're not going to raw dog cinnamon. Get out of here. Get a spoonful of it. I absolutely can. The cinnamon challenge means nothing to me. Yeah. No, like, that cinnamon crunch. I don't regret doing this, but I don't see myself ever actively se- seeking it out. <laughs> so it's like a and two again, out of five. And again, we're back to talking about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you go in the red light district, hey, you got some of that but good stuff. <laughs> Twisties. <laughs> Fucking I'm, I'm looking like for a twisty Twisties. float. Ooh. Disgusting. You're, on, you're onto something. Maybe this is better snorted than Eden. <laughs> nope, that's not... That's, it's not a float. It's, you get like... No, 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 no. Seth, nope, Seth, you get like some panty. We're, we're, saying, we're saying that we want to put Steve in an egg without any light, oh, and right. he's just floating on. on a bed of cinnamon Twisties. And you're painting me brown, so I look like poo. It's exactly what Steve's toilet goes through on a daily basis. I feel bad for Steven's toilet if he's not flushing. As do <laughs> I. Um, what a I also feel bad for everyone listening, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So why don't we talk about uh, what we got up to? Um, other, other than uh, role-playing your bathroom, what else did you get up to, Steve? Uh, the Pokemon DLC. You could say I... No, no, no I said other than role-playing your bathroom. Oh, there isn't a poo Pokemon. Uh, yeah, no, just just the, just the Pokemon DLC. Um, it's it's um. You ever played a Pokemon game? It's exactly like one of those. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Who no thunk way. It? The, the DLC is just like a Pokemon game, but more. Well, I don't know. Maybe people thought the DLC would be like, I, I, I know, like a farming simulator or something. Um, I'm I'm waiting close. for the the Kart Racer Pokemon DLC. That's the one I'm I'm interested in. Uh, that's already on the DS. It's Pokemon Dash. All right, is I'm gonna have actually, to Google if that's actually, actually a thing. Yeah, I, Pokemon I don't Dash, know yeah. No, launch title. Like, look it up, 100%. Don't believe me? Google Pokemon Dash. He, 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 he seems He's confident. right. I've actually seen this cover up before. It's not a kart racer, though. This is like a Pokemon, Pokemon a running racer. Yeah, it was a launch title for the DS, and I got it when I got a DS. Um, dog shit game. You and love I think, to hear fact, it. Um, that was the first appearance of Munchlax on a game, because um, Munchlax is Gen 4, as we're probably all well aware. Uh, and it came out before Diamond and Pearl. Huh. Well, oh my god, the start screen even does a Super Mario 64 thing where you can pull on Pikachu's face. Yep. Because it launched alongside Mario 64 DS. I, I don't think we've ever been in this position before. Normally, Steve's saying, don't believe me, just Google it as a joke. I, don't, I really don't know what to do when he's serious. And, and God forbid he's right. You know what? We move on, that's what we, we do. We don't, we don't right, acknowledge we, we, it. No, 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 sorry, sorry <laughs> I, mean, I completely missed that part. I completely missed that part. Can you re- re- say exactly what you just said? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, what have you been up to this week, Seth? Ah, oh, you bastard. Yeah, I, um, I did the thing I said I was going to do, and I finished the next two playthroughs of Armored Core 6. They, um, they're, they're, they're interesting to talk about, I guess. Not really. But I'll get into that. 
Why are you going to talk about it? You're not supposed to tell us that up front. The idea is that we we wonder why we've been listening to this for 30 minutes and then you say it's not interesting. That's where I that's where I hit the curveball and hit you with the actually it is interesting. Yeah, when I've already switched to a different podcast. (laughs) People are like, okay, of course, I'll skip that part. By the way, Ralph. Uh, if, if you're just joining from episode 92 and the start of 92 is talking about how amazing Seth's conversation is for, for 91 and that you should go back and listen to it. Welcome back. Uh, stick around. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, Seth, edit that out. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. Anyway, uh, what have We're I been up live. to this week? Thanks for asking. Um, the, you the, didn't the, give the us a chance. Hunter. You didn't give us a chance. Well, I gave Monster Hunter a chance and boy, did it deliver. Have you played Monster Hunter? Uh, First time, actually. First time Hunter of Monsters. Uh, Interesting. You don't to... seem like a Monster Hunter type of player. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I have some thoughts. We, we shall go through those. Um, that's, that's, that's basically all the, all the, the uh, cliffhanger you'll get from me. Um, Steve, Pokemon. Some of the Pokemonist Pokemon that ever Pokemon. Tell us about it. No. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, cool. Patrick, tell us about Monster Hunter. <laughs> no, let me talk. No. Oh, now he wants to talk. Um, okay, so this is uh, the DLC number one for uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. S- essentially, Question. the DLC is. What number of DLC I, is it for the Pokemon series? Uh, oh, technically, no. number, th- well, number three, technically. I'll depend on what you count as um, DLC because Legends Arceus got like an update type of thing afterwards and added a couple of things, but you didn't have to pay for it. So it's not DLC, it's an update. And um, technically, the Battle Frontier is available on Aurasis DLC. You just have to know where to look. Yeah, my uh, uncle that works at Nintendo can hook us up. Um, yeah, man, exactly. Great uh, content. He, he lives at the factory that produced the credit card that has my mom's credit card number on it, but I think he's your uncle. So if you could just give me your address. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll circle back. We'll post it on socials after this. Anyway, yeah, Steven is a fucking idiot because he's missing all of the Pokemon Tournament DLC characters. That's that's not real, but it's real it's to me. It's a Pokemon game. Yeah, that's, sorry, is that, that a Pokemon is that, is that game or is that a Pokemon game? It is a Pokemon game. It it's, it's it stands sorry, for Pokemon Tekken. Is that really what it stands for, man? Yeah, it, it is. That is they entirely the pun. They really gave it to the intern on Friday afternoon. <laughs> um, oh, I'm I'm thinking of um. Pokemon DX, I think, only had two DLC characters, but I'm assuming base Pokemon had, like, a ton more. Yeah, it had, like, maybe three or four, I think. Mm. It had, like, two season passes. But anyway, no, don't care about that game. Be gone, fighting game. Um, so fighting this games is... will absolutely return later in this podcast. Oh, rats. Um, so the Pokemon <laughs> DLC for Skull and Violet is packaged together as the hidden area... The hidden area of... Tr- uh, fuck. The hidden treasure of Area Zero. Uh, and this is part one of that DLC, which is the Teal Mask. Uh, so, if we put all those subtitles together, this is the DLC for Pokemon Violet, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, part one, the Teal Mask. Um, I hate it. <laughs> absolutely fucking ridiculous. I'm pretty um, sure you've got so- to say colon somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, th- th- there's a legend involved, so it's legends colon that title. Uh, I'm... Anyway, uh, so the general premise of this DLC is you're going on a field trip uh, to this land called Kitakami, uh, I believe is what it's called, which is heavily Johto inspired, and you're just going doing, oh, the, just going based. there doing some field great rate. callback. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like the it's obviously a heavy Japanese influence. Like the name itself, Kitakami. Like it's not a Spanish name, so it's not in Paldea, which is the region for. Um, 
skull and violet. <laughs> the region um, of Spain. Yes. Uh, so the, pretty much it's really apparent of the Johto type of theming because the first real Pokemon you encounter when you get there, there's Yanmars, there's Whoopers, there's Spinarax. There's like a shit ton of like Johto Pokemon, like even though there's like four Johto Pokemon in total. And there's kind of like a Asian theming, like there is uh, rice paddies, um, like a rice paddy field, sorry, right in front of the main town. There's like a festival going on and the festival uh, traditional outfit is uh, something like a uh, close to a kimono, maybe a yukata. I don't really sure. No one correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and the borderline premise of it is you're going on this field trip. There's this people from this other school, which is Blueberry Academy, which is the where you're going for DLC too. And we know that because Pokemon has advertised it. Uh, and there's... While you've got there with this festival, the festival pretty much celebrates the sort of three Pokemon that chased out this ogre um, a long time ago, and they all wear masks to sort of celebrate it. And that's and that's essentially the story. Like, there's no, there's, there's, there is a little bit of like a, a twist to the story uh, in like what you think is going to happen and what's being told, but it's it, you're not playing it for the story. Let's be real. What I tried to do to make this a bit more difficult because. Hold on, hold on. I want to go back on that for a second. I don't. (laughs) Because one of the good things about Scarlet and Violet was, like, after a long time, they got the story right. And now now Uh, they've just fumbled the bag for the DLC. No, they didn't. I'm not going to say they fumbled the bag. Like, compared to the Sword and Shield DLC, it's miles ahead. Like, there's consistent theming literally within the first cutscene, like, the first interaction you have with the lady from Blueberry Academy, she's talking about, oh, I'm here to research Area Zero. And uh, here's, by the way, there's a picture in the Violet book that you can't see, but I've got the answer to it. It's Terrapagos. Remember that? Uh, and we know Terrapagos is a legendary from DLC 2. So it's doing all these call forwards to DLC 2 that would be a bit weird if you didn't... It, it sort of sets it up to make you feel like as if you're going to Blueberry Academy and you're going with this teacher lady to hunt Area Zero. But it's like, oh, yeah, your pass hasn't come through. Uh, while you're waiting for your pass to come through, go to do this other thing on this island far away. That's kind of what it feels like. Even within that, that's kind of interesting, right? Because I, so I, shockingly, although I think I've talked about it before, have not played either Sword and Shield DLC, even though I own both of them. Uh, terrible, terrible uh, blight on society that I am. Um, but my impression is that the DLCs are completely separate. You play Sword and Shield base game, you play DLC 1, totally unrelated. You play base game DLC 2, totally unrelated. DLC 1 to DLC 2, totally unrelated. It seems odd that this DLC is setting up so many call forwards that if you skipped this one and just played DLC 2, I feel like, well, it sounds like from what you're telling me that you just get dropped in the deep end. You're like, what's going on? What is this? Who, who are you? Why is there a blueberry involved? You know? Well, you see, I, I don't know, because DLC 2 is not out yet, but it just feels no, like... I know, it's but, but I'm saying, like, the fact that they've already entwined so much of it is, is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah doing that entwined, makes me think you'll have to play DLC 1 to go into DLC 2. Maybe I'm explain, explaining it wrong, then. It sort of feels like it's doing a lot of setup. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, this lady wants to explore Area 0. Oh, she doesn't have a pass. Like, this feels like more of a go do this. This is the side quest. This is the filler episode. And then when we get back to regularly scheduled programming, you'll be going to Blueberry, Blueberry Academy, and that's where all the cool things will happen. Not to say that this isn't cool. It's just 
the way that it's setting itself up, it feels like it's going to be a bigger thing for the next installment, which is kind of, it's good. And I do, I hated the, the DLC about Sword and Shield, how it was completely separate to the story of Sword and Shield. It was completely separate to its, a diff, all the, the different DLC that it was like accompanying me. It's like literally, you're going to here, you're doing this thing, it sits alone, that's it, all the best. Um, there was no lasting impact. Whereas this, it, there is a kind of lasting impact. Like the, you do meet two students from that Blueberry Academy uh, and you sort of make friends with them. And then kind of the way it ends, it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll see you next time. You guys will be stronger. Uh, and it really is nice that it does that. It's, like to, it's nice to see some continual theming. It's nice to see that the, there's follow through. It, it, it doesn't, like with the Sword and Shield DLC, it felt like it was just sort of like, oh, We've got an idea for these legendaries. Uh, let's have these legendaries and let's just think about the story. And all the, do- the story does is just push you through to get these legendaries. Whereas this, it's like, there's a story here. There are legendaries, there are new Pokemon, and it kind of sort of fits. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like anything is tacked on to here, uh, which is, uh, it's nice. Yeah. But then it's- at the same time, it's, it's, it's like this story isn't winning an Oscar award. Like it's good that the story's there. It's good that it's sort of like, I want to, I wanted to find out the end result for this story. I wanted to interact with the characters more. I wanted to sort of unravel the mystery of Kitakami. But even, even in, even in that, right? Like, I don't think, uh, I, uh, I don't think the criticism is that the, the DLC isn't doing anything to kind of stand on its own two feet. It's that, if the point of this DLC is set up for a payoff that's coming in another DLC, then in some ways, what did you pay 20 whatever dollars for for this DLC to get? And then in other ways, uh, like, I, I guess to uh, put, put my perspective on it, not having played it, the DLC of Sword and Shield seemed a lot closer to the DLC of, uh, say, Borderlands back when, well, like non-Tiny Tina Borderlands of, here are four kind of story DLCs where if they wanted to go in a different direction or try something new that they had the freedom to do that. And it seems like you would find that to be detrimental because the story is in its own little box and doesn't kind of loop back to what you've experienced in the base game, which is a valid criticism. Mm. But, but it's kind of odd yeah. then that if the DLC of this one is trying to link too much back to the story where it's like, okay, either it should have been part of the base game uh, and wasn't, or you paid $20 for uh, a prequel to what the actual DLC experience would be when the second one comes out. Yeah, no, I, I think maybe it's just my way of thinking is that it's setting up all these things, but it doesn't deliver on anything it's setting up. It's going that, to be releasing that. But, no, yeah. that but, but, with all, but it's either do standalone or have them all like linked together. Don't do this weird mini side quest and the side quest sets up the continuation essentially of the Scarlet Violet story. That's just sort of what it feels like. It's, it feels like they're trying to have their cake, which is have a nice story that flows through from Scarlet Violet and DLC one, then DLC two. But it feels like it's Scarlet Violet ends. You do a side quest and then DLC two will come through and maybe not finish the story is probably not the right word, but like explain a couple of things where that was left out of Scarlet and Violet. Um, it, mm. it just sort of seems like it's trying to do too much. And, 
maybe this is on my end. Maybe it just. Or rather, it's not enough because if it feels like filler and not like a proper continuation you want, then it's at some level it's not hitting the story beats in a sufficient manner for you. And maybe this is just the expectation I came into it with. Like it, it's because at the start, like the lady's like, "Oh, we've got to go to Area Zero, and I've got to do this, but I need my permit." But in the meantime, while we're waiting for that, uh, we'll do this th- this side quest. And I thought I've expected it would loop around, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a bit of a bit of a bastard about it. Um, yeah, but that's the, that's the story. I don't really want to spend too much time on the story because it's realistically the story is about an hour and a half, two hours long. Uh, it's not very long at all. Uh, because what I did to kind of make this game longer and probably a little bit more difficult was that I was like, you know what? You I'm play show it blindfolded. The, uh, I'm actually a goldfish playing. Uh, oh wow! And you handed your controller to your brother, goldfish. Yeah, and he beat it for me, yeah, because I'm not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so what I did is I shelved my old team and I just created a new team of Pokemon out there. Um, and the Kitakami Pokedex only really introduces an extra, I'd probably say, 90 new Pokemon um, scattered throughout only the region. 90. Well, so there's, there's 200 Pokemon in the Kitakami Pokedex, but, but like 90 of those are like returning Pokemon that you can't get in the Scarlet Violet game, if that makes sense. Um, does that make sense? Am I being confusing? It, no, 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 no. That makes sense. So long as the other 110 are Pokemon that are just in the Pokedex, but you could already get them in, in yeah, Scarlet Violet. Sorry, yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah so okay. It just sort of feels like, oh, yeah, like, oh, there's 200 Pokemon. Oh, but you can already get half of them. Yeah. Okay. Like, now I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Oh, there's a Shinx over there. Oh, I can get a Shinx, like, back in the base game. But like, we have Shinx at it, home. Literally, yeah. Um, and he's level 100. So then I, I, what I did is I just collected a bunch of yeah, new Pokemon. Like I had a Crawdon. Um, what did I have? A Crawdon, uh, Victory Bell, uh, Menshaw. Another Crawdon. Like a bunch of like forgettable Pokemon that like I'd never really used. And because like I've, I finished the base game, it sort of drops you in and everything's like the wild Pokemon are like level 55. Um, so you, you'll catch the baby Pokemon like quite easily. And then... Like, they need a level to level up, and then once they level up, they'll evolve. But because they, like, this, they haven't gotten any EVs or anything, and to get them to level up is quite, just a bit more of a grind than what you would want. And then, like, all, there are a couple of trainers peppered out, and there's a couple of, like, story trainers, and they're around, they, they start off at level 55, and they end up at, like, uh, around 65, 70. And it just didn't feel like, like, towards the end of it, like, I needed to level up my Pokemon, because I was, like, four or five levels under. So I just started using a bunch of those experience candies because I'm like, well, I've, I fought every training on the island uh, until I just, uh, unless I just start beating the shit out of wild Pokemon, I'm not going to like level up. I, I don't really know what the, the answer to that is. I think we're going back to that, um, the level scaling argument that we kind of had with the gym trainers and all that kind of thing. Mm. But I, I, I just, there was like a couple of times where it's like, like I would have had, like I would have only have collected two or three Pokemon. They were still in their baby forms, and then I came up against a trainer, and he had a fully evolved Pokemon that was just super effective against like my lead, and then they just got away from me. And it just kind of, it, it just kind of felt like unfair is probably the wrong word because this is a self-imposed thing for me. But, but that it limits the options and like what you have to experiment with, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I just want to sort of go in there. I want a couple more trainers. I want to, like just. Just to bring down the the level cap, like because level fifty five baby Pokemon is still shit. Um, 
but it takes them so long to level up and evolve. It just kind of feels like it's a bit of a wait. Um, but yeah, like, over, like once I did collect my team, I just sort of didn't want to grind it. I leveled them up. It was pretty fun. Like some of the um, like the the story based trainers that you fight are a decent challenge. Like some of them, like their lead Pokemon will have like a focus sash. So like you'll get it down to one and it will use a move that like increases its stats. And then it's like, oh shit, like I've got to fucking handle this. Um, some of them will have like items as well. Uh, you can definitely tell that some have been like EV chained a bit as well. It's like, well, that did a bit too much damage or didn't take enough. And that was, that was really nice. I really, I really sort of appreciated that difficulty. Um, and I, I, I did enjoy this. Like I, I get the feeling it feels like I'm bashing this. Um, but I think it's just because the nitpicks I've got with this kind of make it unravel. Um, like the story is fine. It references a bigger thing that doesn't get to. Uh, the difficulty is fine as well. But if you want to go into it and have like a new experience, because if you're bringing Pokemon over from Paldea, like they're going to be like significantly higher level and you're going to steamroll it. And if you steamroll it, you're just going to be like, all right, well, the story was an hour and a half. That was boring. Um, which is where I took my time. I called a new Pokemon and I kind of had a bit more of it. I had, I had fun. Like I probably put what, five or six hours into it. Like I've put it down now. I don't like I'm done. And that's, that's fine. It's probably a bit more expensive that you want for a DLC. Like for a time ratio, for a time to output ratio. But because I'm so far into the Pokemon meta, um, you kind of really need the DLC because the, the, lack of a better word, the box legendary, like the legendary you see on the DLC, Ogapon, he's pretty strong in the meta, and it's pretty cool. They're doing it um, again. Doing what? Oh, yeah, the, the benefit. Yeah, it's too much Yeah, yeah, there is a bit of that. Um, there is one side quest um, to get, like, a Blood Moon Earth Luna, um, and that references Legends Arceus so fucking much. So cool. Like there's like it has the Legends Arceus battle music. Um there's a couple of cutscenes in there that's like, whoa, this this feels like a bit like what's going on. And there's like a sneaking semi-mini game where you gotta take photos. Um it felt and and it's called a survey. So that was I did like the callback to Legends Arceus. It's um, nice of them to call back sort of better game. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, they could have done a bit more with it. Um but you know, I, I did like that. Like overall I did enjoy this. DLC, um, much more than I enjoyed the Scarlet Violet. Sorry, the Sword Shield DLC. But at the end of the day, if you if you're on the fence about Pokemon Scarlet Violet in general, or if you're, it's very hard. It's very very hard to recommend this at this stage. Like one, maybe once the second one comes out, um, and it's a complete package, maybe it is better. Um, but just this number one, it is. It just it just doesn't feel like enough. Uh. Yeah, so that was going to be my plan to go on how I go into it. I was waiting for the second one to come out and just go through both as a complete experience instead of just doing a, a halfer than another halfer when the next one releases eventually. Yeah, I, that, that, that's probably the, the safe thing to do. Like, because you can't buy this DLC individually. You can only buy it as a pack. Um, so if you are on the fence about getting it, if you enjoyed Scarlet Violet, I'd recommend getting this, but then at the same time, I'd recommend waiting <laughs> until the second one comes out just to see how good the second one is. Because for, for whatever reason, the Pokemon company seems to be shilling the second one a lot more than it is the first one. The second one's got 
um, like Terrapagos. It's talked about that. It's got the the new Paradox Pokemon, like the I can't even remember the names anymore. Um, it's got the that legendary blue- ones. Yeah, the, the um the par- anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're getting off topic. It it just sort of feels like it's shilling that one a lot more than what it did shilling this one. Like, and mm. we'll sort of see how it goes. Um, but yeah, but the, the Stephen take on this, I'm not gonna ra- rec- I'm not gonna rate it. Sorry, because like it's one one part, and it's unfair to rate it as a whole at the moment. But it's a if you like Scarlet and Violet, get this. If you didn't like Scarlet Violet, don't get this. Um, even if you did like Scarlet and Violet, unless you've got Pokemania fever like what I do, probably just wait until the second DLC because it's. I got six hours out of it, and that's probably stretching it. Like, I got a living Pokedex. I did all the side stuff. Um, I fucked around a bit. Um, but that six hours is very, very generous. Hmm. Uh, I don't really have any follow-up questions. Seth, do you? No, I don't really. That just basically went through everything I would have asked. They only introduced, like, five new Pokemon as well. Um. Yeah, so you're not really missing much. There's like there's the candy apple Pokemon, Diplin. That's fucking shit. But um, yeah. Well, I'm done. Uh, it's just weird. Thanks for listening. It, yeah, we're weird hearing the Pokemon shell just have such a mediocre experience with Pokemon. I didn't think it was possible. Well, having a mediocre experience with a Pokemon DLC. Hang on. That, that's definitely what it is. I mean, to be fair, it's been a mediocre experience of Pokemon since Gen 6. Scarlet and Violet and Legends Arceus were like the breakout hits of like a return to form in some capacity. Actually, actually, no, one more thing I'll fucking whinge about this game on. Holy shit, they like the performance is fucking dog shit. Like, like literally, like the first part you enter, there's like, like before you get to the, the main town, there's like rice paddies, the rice paddy fields out the front. Five frames a second. It, it, it's not like skipping frames. It doesn't look framey. It's just slow motion. It is horrendous. That number one, like it's with all the shit that Scarlet Violet's gone through. It's been nearly like, it's been 10 months. Um, and they're still trying I, to figure it out. But they haven't figured it out. It's a fucking scam. Like, uh, I yeah, don't think like they I, will. The Switch 2 will come out and it's not even going to bump it all that much because it's just... A messily made game. That's like the more that the switch, the switch stuff comes out, the more I'm feeling like, did they just release like this, hoping that oh yeah, the switch two will come out, uh, and then that'll solve everything? Like, did Scarlet Violet come out the way it was because they expected the switch two to come out last year? Like, and it was be like, yeah, cool, it's gonna run a lot better. Like, it's, it just feels like a fucking scam. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like a scam because Zelda just came out with, like, another massive open world. Yeah, it's not going to have, um, it's not being populated by a shit ton of Pokemon all over the place, but still that game's running at basically flawless 30 on Switch. Yeah, and you know what the difference is? That, uh, they, they saw what was going to happen to Unity and they were like, we need people to not install this game anymore, so let's just make it shit. And then they started panicking when it sold so many millions of copies in the first couple of days that they've just intentionally tanked the performance. Tell me I'm wrong. You are, because I'm pretty sure mainline Pokemon games don't run on Unity. It's just the, um, it's just the mobile ones. Uh, Roll. what do you mean the mobile ones? Roll, Raggy. Like, um, like, uh, uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go and the Pokemon Mobile Unite, I think it was called. 
Yeah, no, uh, you know. yeah, oh, but then also you know. BDSP is definitely Unity. Ah, he got yeah, you. Yeah, but that, that's also not a um a poke uh, a um game freak Hang game. Uh, I yeah, I I thought that they maybe I'm still thinking of BDSP, but I'm pretty sure Scarlet Violet was Unity as well. I could be wrong. Yeah, because I know there was all that shit about people um, messing around with with BDSP and the day one patches and everything else, and that probably is still BDSP. Time is weird. I have no concept of it anymore. Yeah, Google um, says yeah. it's a proprietary engine. So oh, it's like okay. it's Arceus. In that case, get wrecked, Nintendo. <laughs> like, you know, what, BDSP came out like two two years ago. No, it didn't. It came out like <laughs> six months ago. Trust me. <laughs> we should came out six months ago. Do we should like? Do- doesn't it feel like it came out six months ago though? Uh, not really. Maybe because, like, Legends Arceus came out and then this came out. Yeah, it feels um, like it's been an eternity since Legends Arceus was out, and that was at the start of last year. Hmm. Time flies. Anyway, really. anyway hey, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I digress. Um, yeah, any, anything else part two, Steve? Uh, no. Cool. Well, uh, let's take that no and turn it into a now. Monster Hunter now, that's right. I've been playing the mobile game. Boom, what a segue. Thank you very much. Um, I... <laughs> I am shameful to admit this. I hate mobile games. Did you spend money I on it? Love Monster Hunter Now. So explain to me what Monster Hunter Now is. So it's uh it's a collaboration between Capcom and Niantic, the people behind Pokemon Go. So if you've played Pokemon Go, or I know they did a Harry Potter one, uh, which I don't know I actually don't know anyone that even played that or beyond Wizard- like downloading it and then yeah beyond downloading it and like playing it for like a day and going that was cool and then not touching it again i don't know anyone that's still playing it Uh, Um, i think i think they took the service offline like it didn't it didn't go very well yeah i'm not surprised um i i also in terms of people that i know day to day don't know anyone that's playing monster hunter now but in terms of a polished experience it seems to be certainly more fun to me than than pokemon go uh in terms of what it is it's uh, so it's the same style of, like, uh, the, the map is kind of the map. And so on the map you have large monsters, small monsters, gathering points, and uh, gathering. There's, like, two types of gathering points. Uh, there's, like, the, the key location. They're the same key locations as Pokemon Go, and I assume, um, like, the Pokestops in Pokemon Go and whatever the, the wizard one would have been Harry Potter. Like, the fixed locations on the map. Th- those are always gathering points. But then there's also uh, randomly placed, like, mini gathering points uh, spread throughout the map as well. So, uh, every, pretty much everywhere on the map is either a, uh, a swamp, a forest, or a desert, uh, or I guess grassland rather than forest, but those are the three kind of biomes, and so they will just randomly change every so often. I actually don't know what the refresh frequency is. Um, I assume hour, 90 minutes-ish, uh, complete guess, no idea. Uh, and so you, you walk around, you being your in-game avatar, uh, and the, you're effectively um, walking to collect resources and fight large monsters and small monsters uh, and, and collect resources from the, the gathering points as well. But as an experience, they distilled it. Like, they, they have nailed what the Pokemon... Uh, wow, what the Monster Hunter experience is like uh, into a mobile game. It's, it's crazy how good it is. Uh, in that, so you have a Pelico, and admittedly the tutorial's a little bit overbearing to start with, because uh, admittedly there are more systems than, uh, Pokemon Go, so I can guess I can kind of see why. 
but you have a Palico, uh, which really doesn't do much other than um, uh, collect resources for you. Like you don't have to, if, if you're in, so it's the, it's, it's really hard to describe without just like showing a video of it, but you, you know how you have that ring in Pokemon Go where like Pokemon will appear? Oh yeah. Similar sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, so you still have the same ring. And so in the ring, uh, small monsters and large monsters will appear. And so your Palico will collect any resources uh, from the non-key location gathering points that happen to be on your ring. And that's basically all your Palico does. Um, so the, there's, yeah, so the, those are basically, that's basically how the map works. And then there's one extension, which is that uh, you have the paintball system, which is like in every Monster Hunter game, where supposedly if your game is closed, your Palico can mark some monsters with a paintball. I've had mixed experience with this. I actually, I don't know if, I don't know how accurate it is, whether it's just luck, if, if it calculates that you've walked past where a monster would have been and just gives you the mark. Uh, and you can also mark monsters yourself. If you just, if you, you walk past one, you don't want to fight it now, you mark it and you can fight it for the next 24 hours. It, it puts it into a list and you can fight it over the next 24 hours. Um, and so that, that's kind of a cool system. I sort of wish the Palico marking thing would be a bit, a bit better, <laughs> or at least felt like it did a bit more. But uh, sometimes when I wake up, um, it'll say that I have one mar monster marked, presumably from it just randomly spawning near me overnight. Uh, but that's basically all it's done. Uh, I've, I've been out walking quite a bit and to be honest, played it quite a bit, but I've also had it switched off just in my pocket while moving around. And sometimes it just hasn't marked shit. And I know for a fact I've walked past stuff. So a little annoying that that doesn't work so good, but, um, uh, so that, that's, that's basically all the systems. So what is it that you're doing? That's actually fun. So in Monster Hunter, it's all about that grind of fighting monsters, harvesting materials, making weapons and armor. And so they only give you one weapon class to start with, sword and shield. And they, it's one of those annoying tutorials where they force you to make a particular sword and shield and then force you to make a set of armor. And you're like, maybe I want to use this resource in something else, but you can't, like, the game just forces you to, to make the first little bit. They, just by tapping the screen, so your only controls when you're, uh, you can fight large monsters and small monsters. Small monsters. I don't even think can fight back. They just sit there and die, which is kind of interesting. Oh, okay. So uh, hang on, is that any challenge then? You just, small then, monsters, what's the no. between, then what's the difference between that and Pokemon? Oh, hang on. So hang on, I'll, I'll let you finish before I jump in with my dumb thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So small monsters. Uh, so it's the same combat. Uh, you have the same combat options available between small and large monsters. Small monsters, I don't think I've ever had one attack me, or at least just tapping on the screen kills it too quickly. Large monsters where the actual fun is, and it's very close. Or it, it is better than what I thought a mobile version of a monster hunter large monster fight would go, in that the only controls you have, you tap on the screen to attack, you have directional swipes for dodging and rolling. Uh, if your weapon can block, you just hold like a, a finger on the screen to block, uh, and then have, depending on how upgraded your stuff is, um, uh, sometimes you have like a hunter art or depending on your armor skills, you can do like a lock on or like other little contextual things. But broadly speaking, you're either tapping on the screen to attack or swiping, swiping on the screen to dodge. And, uh, it's all very fluid. You can dodge through attacks like the invulnerability windows and everything are there. If you get a perfect dodge, which is you dodge just before the attack, you get into a counter attack for more damage. Um, all of the combos, cause I've been mostly playing sword and shield tapping on the screen uh, just cycles through what would be the equivalent of just mashing uh, your light attack button on, you know, any other monster under game. It's the same combo string. And it's, it's odd how good it feels. 
because the combo string for sword and shield does a whole bunch of sword swipes and then does uh, three shield bash hits, which does stun damage. And if the monster's low rank enough, uh, I'll go into ranks in a sec. If the monster's low rank enough, you can basically just knock it out with the shield punch and it feels good. It's crazy how well they, they nailed, like, uh, if, if there was a side-by-side -side running of Monster Hunter Now and just any main series Monster Hunter game, and you were just mashing the attack button on both, the animation would play identically. And the monsters that you would fight also uh, act identically. They, they shine red when they're about to do an attack, and then all their attacks are just like what they'd be in the main games. Uh, it's, it's crazy how well it is. Um, there's a mobile mechanic in that you have a 40 second timer to do the fight. And then if you, if you don't kill it in 40 seconds, the, the quest is considered failed. Um, likewise, you can just lose all your health and die <laughs> and the quest is considered failed. Um, uh, and that's basically it. When you kill it, uh, as far as I know, there's no way to capture a monster. I think it's always just kill. Um, but you get a bunch of materials and then you use those materials to upgrade your weapons, upgrade your armor. There are armor skills just like in the game. Um, sometimes the weapons will also have a skill on top of them like in the game. I, from playing it enough, now have access to great swords, long swords, light bow guns, bows, and uh, oh, the sword and shield, obviously. And I think I have access to... No, no, I don't think I have access to... A... Oh, sorry, hammer. That was the other one. I have access to a hammer as well. Um, oh, I don't think I have access you to... to... You need to do hammer as soon as possible and tell me how it is. Yeah, I, I've forged one, but the, so, so here's, um, sorry, first, Steve, did, did, did that answer your question or did you still have other questions? Because I'll talk about the hammer thing in a sec, because then we'll get into the, the, the sort of the nitty gritty details of it. But I think it's one of those games that like, I can't conceptualize how to play it. Okay. Because I've played Monster Hunter before. Like, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think maybe just, it, how, how close to it is, is it like, like. What am I trying to say here? So Pokemon Go is a very stripped down version of the original Pokemon games. Yes, it is. And does it feel like that stripped down type of no. version? That's what's crazy about it. So it, my question is, is do, you do you actually have like active control over your character or is it just swipe to dodge when uh, it looks like a monster's going to attack and then just tap the screen to do your combo? So tapping the screen does the combo. If at any point you want to back hop or roll forwards, those are swipes. If you don't do anything, your character just stands there. But your character loosely tracks the monster in the arena fight. So um, much like how when you tap on a Pokemon or... I actually haven't played Pokemon Go in so long. Can you tap on them or do you have to run into them? Yeah, uh, you, you just tap on, tap on them. them on the field. Yeah, okay, cool. That's what I thought. So same thing. Um, it, it says like a... Uh, uh, it gives you a, like a little you're about to hunt this thing. Um, and then you get to make sure that your equipment's right and you can use any items beforehand and all that sort of stuff. And technically there's a multiplayer, which I, I don't know anyone else that's playing it at the moment, so I haven't tested that. But um, to play it in multiplayer seems like it would work just like raid battles in Pokemon Go. Um, so uh, you're, walking, you're, you're out walking with your phone out, um, trying not to get hit by cars because you're playing in traffic, you know, as everyone does. Uh, and so there will just be little monster um, pins in the map, all over the map. So it's not like Pokemon where you have that dumb, like, there is a Charizard three uh, footstep numbers away. You can zoom out and you can see exactly where every large monster is um, and where every gathering spot is. Small monsters will just randomly show up when you're out walking, uh, just 
you know, they'll, they'll just appear in your circle. You, you never see them outside your circle. You can't walk towards a small monster. But if you see a Pookie Pookie uh, down like two streets away, you can just walk over and it'll be exactly where it says. As long as that marker on the map is inside your circle, it will spawn the actual monster. And so you'll tap on the monster. It'll, it'll do the like prepare for battle thing. You click hunt. It does that burn, burn, like every monster under game does. And then it's the tap on screen to attack and then swipe to, to dodge and, and move around. Um, that, that's basically all it is. And so it doesn't feel like a stripped out version of Monster Hunter because that's pretty much how Monster Hunter plays anyway. It doesn't have all the systems. Like there aren't the hunter arts of, say, Generations Ultimate, or you don't have the crazy movement tech that you have in, say, Rise. But uh, in terms of the core, you versus a monster in a particular area in any of those mainline games feels very similar. Does that make a bit more sense? Yeah, no, actually, no, it does. I get the feeling it's more, it's closer to what Monster Hunter would be. Um, that's cool. They're like, it sort of tracks you in the, like, how is the arena background like look? Is it just, is it just like a general PNG thing or does it feel like it's 3D? I it's it's three it's three D ish because uh, as I said, there's three biomes. So depending on mm. where you're fighting the monster, it'll be like a swampy terrain or a deserty terrain or a grassy terrain. That's kind of it. And there's probably a way of playing augmented reality if you turn the camera on and things. But to be honest, my phone's so old at this point that the battery, me playing it for like a couple hours, would probably drain the battery enough already that uh, I'm playing on the lowest graphic settings and without any augmented reality or anything, and it still looks great. So. Uh, I'm mm. kind of tempted, it looks like, if I play on very high graphical quality and maybe with the camera stuff on, but um, the background, it doesn't detract. It's, it's not stellar. Your eye isn't drawn to it, but it's, it's like a Pokemon background. Um, similar sort of thing. Yeah, okay. No, it, it, do you prefer this to Pokemon Go? Even, like, I know you said it's been fucking 40 oh, years. I, I so prefer this to Pokemon Okay, so um, uh, I've, I've finished talking about the kind of the mechanics of how stuff works. In terms of why I prefer this to Pokemon Go, let's just talk about like the, the mobile aspects of this. I really enjoyed Pokemon Go for a little bit. Uh, well, like I, I've, I've had like three spurts of enjoying Pokemon Go. When it first came out, because Pokemon Go was hype, Pokemon Go to Everyone the polls. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. Uh, and then um, uh, took a break for a bit because I was playing on a, a jailbroken phone at the time and Niantic cracked down on everything. And then it-, it um, Bad guy. Yeah, wouldn't let me log in. Uh, oh, well. Got a new phone, had another spurt. Uh, and then uh, after lockdown, had another spurt. Those have been my three spurts. Um, and I haven't played it again since, really. Uh, and so I enjoyed the running around collecting Pokemon thing because, you know, everyone does. That's fine. What I didn't like is that on the map, if there was a Pokemon that you wanted or were trying to seek out it was great in the initial version where you had those third-party apps that had plugged into the apis and you could see where the monster uh, where the pokemon was on on your map mm. uh, and when when they locked that down and just said it is this far away eh, kind of hard because uh, you don't know what it is that you're going after um monster hunter not like that you know exactly where every large monster is around you and you can see how strong each one is that's like a star system like one star very weak up to I don't know how high it goes. I can currently fight three-star monsters. Um, One-star, not much of a challenge. I can literally play it just by tapping without even looking at the phone, and I will probably win. <laughs> well, sorry, I will definitely win, but I probably won't take a hit. Um, two-star, have to pay more attention. Three-star, 
I can't walk because I I need to like dodge and not yeah, get crushed. You need to watch it. Yeah, and and I assume it'll only get harder. So um point so that that's that's one point for why Monster is better than Pokemon Go. Point two: if you don't play Pokemon Go, or not not if you don't play Pokemon Go, um, it sucks if you want to play Pokemon Go and the main resource for playing Pokemon Go is Pokeballs in various forms. And if you don't either complete challenges or spin Pokestops, other than spending money, you don't have a way of reliably getting more Pokeballs. So there, will, there can be many times when you will want to play and you just can't without needing to pay money. Monster Hunter wins on this one as well because the uh, your main resource in terms of like Pokeballs is your health, where your health will just slowly regenerate. Uh, you have 100 health to start with and you get a health point back. It feels like roughly every minute, roughly, as well as five first aid meds a day, each one restores 50 health. I haven't gone through any more than the first aid meds they've given me. They actually give you infinite first aid meds for the first couple levels just because they assume that you're a dumbass, which kind of a cool thing, to be honest. Completely understandable. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've never had to go through more than my allotment of first aid meds, and I've been playing this basically daily, with the exception of maybe one or two days since it came out. And, like, not lightly either, like, going out for, like, an hour walk um, playing it, where, because it's, like, a one health back every minute sort of thing, you burn through health quite... Uh, you can burn through health quite quickly. Like, if I don't move in a fight, I will just get, get the shit kicked out of me and die. Uh, you, 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 you get hit and you lose, like, 15, 20 points. It depends on the hit and all this other sort of stuff, but, like, um, it's... It's, it's not as easy as just throwing Pokeballs at something that can't fight back, but it also doesn't punish you where if you're out of health, you just by waiting a day can go out and play it again. Like if, if you wait a day in Pokemon, you are still hamstrung by, do you have a way of getting Pokeballs to make playing Pokemon for the next 15, 20 minutes, whatever, worthwhile? So another uh, mark. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, it's kind of different with Pokemon because I, I uh, Pokemon Go Fiend every now and then I'll pick it up. Um, yep. It definitely depends on like where you are. Like if you can, if you got a lot of friends, you, you can receive items from to get Pokeballs. And if you're near a bunch of Pokestops to spin to get Pokeballs, yeah, exactly. Um, All that which sort of stuff. It, yeah. it seems like it's a different type of game. Like if you're getting like one health point a minute or whatever it is, that seems like it's more time based as opposed to Pokemon goes active, get out and walk, bitch. Find fucking yeah, Pokestop. exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then uh, also in that in that vein. Um, because the things that you're interested in aren't linked to Pokestops, ju there's just more, there's just a better spread. Like, mm. I, I, when I was playing Pokemon Go, the nearest Pokemon, uh, the nearest Pokestop to me is like a five-ish minute walk, which I'm not saying five minutes is far, but that's five minutes of walking where there is nothing, there's no point checking my phone until I get to where that Pokestop is. There's, because there's just nothing interesting. Whereas... I go and walk towards the same stop because that, that point exists in, in Monster Hunter as well, right? It's just a gathering point instead of a, a poker stop. Uh, there is, I think without fail, there has been at least two large monsters on the way there, which is just oh, really cool. cool. There was just more shit to do. Um, and the, uh, so the, the final mark, why it's better, um, all, of, uh, all of the things I really enjoyed about Pokemon Go in terms of like the, the egg hatching and the candy grinding and all that sort of stuff is all based on how far you walk. I have never had a challenge because you do get daily challenges and stuff, and even like quests. Technically, you have quests like story quests, which are just challenges, but they persist more than just a day. 
but I haven't had anything that says walk 5Ks or, or make this distance. If you just walk to a spot where you can fight 10 small monsters and large monsters, uh, or walk to a spot where you're fighting on a particular biome, or collect enough gathering points, whatever, the, game, the game's like, you're done. You don't, uh, like, there's no like minimum requirement to walk some distance with your phone, and you're desperately trying to like optimize how many steps it is for, for your phone to count it. Game's just like, oh, you found uh, like where a whole bunch of monsters are hanging out? Have at it. Go, go nuts. Here, here's all your, your, all your level ups and stuff. Um, two downsides, because I, I realize I've spent 20 minutes talking about this. The two downsides in terms of the gachery mechanics. Um, paintballs that aren't supplied by your Palico, I think, are fixed. I haven't used a paintball, but I suspect if I use one, I won't get it back until I pay money or find it in some capacity, but I don't think I can find it. Um, which, to be honest, I'm okay with. If that's the, if that's the main gacha mechanic, I'm, I'm okay with that. The, the health points back thing, because you get five first aid meds, doesn't feel gachery at all. Um, and the other gacha one, which is really funny because it's not actually a gacha mechanic, but there are more, there are more ranks to level up uh, weapons and armor in this than uh, most of the mainline games, where uh, you, there's the same rarity system, like rarity one through to rarity. This one goes to rarity 10, and I haven't seen rarity 10 in a while. Uh, I'm, uh, like, I'm pretty sure that's G rank. I don't know if they split low and high rank or whatever, but every rarity has a particular item, by what it looks like, at least. Um, I, I, my highest stuff is rarity three, and the, the mechanic is that uh, you start with something rarity one, you have to upgrade it five times to get to rarity two, and when you get to that fifth upgrade, you have to, what they call, overcharge it, which uses a rarity, which uses a material of the next rarity, so you can't just pour the same number of resources in and just infinitely level it up. Like, um, if rarity one resources get you from rarity one to five, you need a rarity two resource to get from rarity one level five to rarity two level one, if that makes sense. And I say it's not a gacha mechanic because there's no way to pay to get that like item. If you're missing it, you just need to go fight the monster. But the fact that you have to level stuff up so much is a little gachery, I think, uh, because I'm now in the spot where my sword and shield is leveled up the most. And if I want to use a hammer, as I rightly do, Seth, uh, the hammer that I can make is level one and has like a third of the attack power of the sword and shield. So then the question is, do I just dump a bunch of resources into upgrading it so that it's kind of an equivalent level of power? Because that's a lot of resources. So that, that's where it feels a little, a little gutchery, which kind of sucks because uh, it'd be great if I could experiment with builds, but... Um, even just being able to level up armor and then you level up the armor and the armor's like, you get a new armor skill. And the armor skill will be like, now if you tap on the screen, you can lock on to say the monster's head or you just get critical eye, which just boosts your, your, your um, affinity. All those little details, just like it would play in, in the main Monster Hunter games. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked how non-mobile gamey the mobile game feels. That's, that's, that's uh, refreshing to hear, um, I think. I, I, I think the mobile games industry needed a win, and I am very biased because it's Monster Hunter, and to be honest, I, there, there are ways they could have made this game that would have turned me off of it, 100%. I really hate gacha mechanics, and I really hate where it looks like things are just time sinks, but unless this does a Diablo Immortal, where it starts really well, and then the curve just gets stupid later on, 
And that's why I'm a little bit nervous of shit like Rarity 10, because I don't know what that curve looks like. But for now, at least, I am so happy with what they've done with this game. And anyone else that's playing, first event, actually, this probably won't come out before then, but uh, the first event is this weekend. Uh, it's a Diablos. Um, uh, I think they call it Hunterthon, even. Um, but basically, a bunch of Diabloses, which I actually can't hunt yet. I'm too low a level, <laughs> but Ugh. hopefully by this weekend, um, I, I may be able to uh, get absolutely trashed by Diablos, which will be interesting. Get out and go. Um, yeah, I, I do have a question well, about the game, and yeah, this is go like on. going back to something you mentioned ages back, and I've just been sitting with my hands waiting for a chance to ask. Um, Sorry. No, 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 it's all good. Um, so you mentioned before that when you click onto a, a big monster, you get brought up to like this menu where you have like your whole setup and everything where- Like as, a hunter prep. Yeah, yep. your hunter prep. Whereas in Pokemon Go, you just tap a Pokemon and then you're in that- and you're in. In that capture yep. state. Um, do you find that little bit of hunter prep to be like a weird in between? Like it, it takes a little bit out of the experience or do you think no, that's no, good? It's, because- it's, it's way better. Yeah? It's, it's way better. So, um, ah- oh. That, that, that touches on two points, actually. Hold on, because um, I, so- I just want to quickly finish my thought. Is like, yeah. Because I bring that up because when I, I uninstalled Pokemon Sleep because while I really liked the alarm in Pokemon Sleep, there was like, you had to do like five minutes of prep time to start getting ready to go to sleep in that app. And so I was just like, yeah, no, I'm done with this. I don't want to spend five minutes prepping the alarm just so oh, I can start going to I sleep. See. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, not, not an issue at all. And I probably didn't explain that super well. Uh, the one thing this game does worse than Pokemon Go is that it is way more anal about whether you're moving quickly. <laughs> In that, if it detects you're moving fast, uh, it, just, it just won't let you do shit. Which I understand, it's just annoying. Um, and so if it slows down, uh, if, if this is like me being on a bus, for example, and the bus is just moving at speeds that you can't walk at. So game quite rightly the detector that I'm moving too fast. Fine. When the, when it slows down, e.g. at a bus stop, um, uh, if there's enough of a pause where you've stopped moving, it'll reload every, everything around you. And if you're near something that you can interact with, it'll let you interact with it again. That's all. That's all that stuff. And so the reason why the hunter screen is actually really, really good is Let's say you've just fought a particular monster where you have a water element sword and shield, right? Like you've just fought a barrel and uh, you see a Pookie Pookie. It would suck if you tap on the Pookie Pookie and you go straight into the hunt with the same equipment setup. So the hunt screen is just a brief, you're about to fight this thing. There's just a big button in the middle that says hunt. And there's like a second one that's like multiplayer, which I haven't touched. Uh, And then the other ones are like equipment, items, blah, blah, blah. And so the fact that it gives you the hunt screen gives you a brief pause to either if you're playing in traffic move to one side of the road or swap your sword back to the correct one before you do the fight so you can spend 10 minutes gearing up or like making it ready or whatever you want or you can just be like me where i only have one sword and shield set which i've just over leveled to shit and back because it's it's doing pretty well so far and i just hit hunt immediately so i'm from seeing a large monster to hunting it is five seconds but the fact that it gives me that little confirmation box way later on, if I wanted to change to, say, a hammer, I can now do that because I can't do that in the middle of the hunt, nor would I want to because I just get the shit kicked out of me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just want to, like, get your take on whether that yeah, took no, you I out of it or not at all. Definitely but doesn't no, take good, me out good, of good it. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, final, final thing. 
bow kind of weird. I assume bow gun as well. It uses gyro controls on the phone. Absolutely I disgusting. I don't dislike it because you can sort of use use swipe as well, but it's just a little unwieldy. I don't know if there's a control that sets it to one or the other, but I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I was wondering why all my bow shots were fucking missing. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I've pretty much exclusively used sword and shield. I've used greatsword once because it was for a challenge. Feels very weighty. Really need to try a hammer, but yeah. Overall, I've spoken about this way too long. Super, super happy. I probably won't revisit this unless there's some crazy update or anything, but highly recommend, and this is weird because it's me saying I'm recommending a mobile game, recommend that you at least go through the tutorial because by playing the tutorial, you'll figure out very quickly if it's for you because that's what the game is. It's not like Pokemon where you need to play a certain amount and join some weird team and then uh, it lets you do like gym battles and stuff. This is just, it will give you what the experience is out the gate, play it for an hour or so, figure it out, and then if it's not for you, fine. No, no harm, no foul. But if it is for you, I see myself being addicted to this. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you played it, because like, I'm very curious about this game. Not, not curious enough to play it myself, but I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. I am. Am I enjoying Monster Hunter now more than your second and third playthrough of Armored Corsair? Um... Well, maybe well. because uh, I know how much you like your Monster Hunter. Like just just moving that to phone, I don't know. I don't think that it, like puts it down enough for you to dislike it more than I like something at a reasonable level. He was using it as a segue, big fella. I know, but I'm also indulging <laughs> his <sure>? question. <laughs> <laughs> Shut okay. up and tell me about the playthrough. <laughs> yeah, no, so. The first playthrough of uh, of Armored Core, I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. Um, the second playthrough, um, immediate like well, not immediately, but a few missions in, you start seeing twists and turns to the formula right away. Like um, there's there's this mission where you have to go out with these um with these Balaam soldiers, and in the first playthrough, you just go around, you do the mission with them, but in the second playthrough, you get a um. You get a call from the Rubicon Liberation Front, which is like the local liberation army that's going around. Whoa, and like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Isn't the game The Fires of Rubicon? Yes. No way. It's the same guys. Yeah, it, it's them. It's, it's the Rubiconians. <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Armadcore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like halfway through the mission, the, um, the liberation unit will just call you and go like, hey, so I we know you're doing this mission with Balaam, but... We'll double the price, whatever they're paying you, if you just go and kill the two guys you're with. And so you get that, like, opportunity right away. Um, and then it's it's a lot of doing a standard playthrough with a little twist here and there. Like, um, uh, in the are first they, Are they story twists or, or are they gameplay twists? Gameplay twists. Okay, okay, cool. Um, some some oh, becomes, this, uh, that, that, some okay, becomes see, story get, yeah. twists in the third playthrough. Ah, interesting. Like, at a certain point in the first playthrough, you meet this character named Cinder Carla, and then you go straight to the end of, cha uh, end of chapter mission after meeting her. But in the second playthrough, they introduce a mission in between that where you actually have to help her out to gain her trust. Um, so there there's little bits like that. Um, and it was fine for the most part. Most of the second playthrough is just doing alternatives to the decisions you made on the first playthrough to get the second ending of the first two vanilla endings um it's the third playthrough that gets more interesting because they they start doing a lot of 
a lot more twists um throughout the game but also by the time you hit the third playthrough doing the um the regular missions kind of becomes a bit of a chore like um it's just like yeah okay i'm just doing this mission vanilla a third time uh, i'm just going to put on my best stuff and just blitz through it as fast as possible and that kind of detracts from it a little bit on on that though d does it ever give you a reason to experiment with just way, ask that. yeah with the way that you completed the mission the first time it doesn't force you or engage you in any way to do that it's entirely up to you if you want to go about it with a different sort of mech so like but I, why, yeah but why would you type of thing though like you're only that's, that's what i mean like if, yeah. if, you, if you know that something's works and you think it's optimal is there any reason to experiment or try doing it a different way if you know you have to play through it again? Or is it just a, I want to spend as little time as possible repeating content, I'm just going to blitz it with my max gear, whatever that is. Yeah, so for me, it was, uh, I played through the first playthrough with a he really heavy a really heavy armor set. Um, and then the second playthrough and third playthrough, I went to like this, um, this Mantis type build where it's got the reverse joint legs so you hop around faster and it was a more lighter weight, um, more agile build. But if I failed a mission like twice, I just go load up the, um, the heavy armored core units and then just you, blitz you through your it. controller to the, to your brother. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> okay, that's it. Big boys coming out. Um, but yeah, so. It's really just up to player preference. It doesn't. It doesn't really force you or actively push you to do that. It's just up to you if you want to experiment. And I did. I can see other people that just went. No, my build works. I'm just going to blitz through everything because I don't want to turn my brain on. Fair enough. Turning brain on is hard. But yeah. Um. So yeah, the second playthrough is just like yeah. So midway through the game, they start doing split branches. You make your decision. And then at the end of the game is where the split branch really matters. Um, second playthrough is just, yeah, go do all the opposite sides of that. Um, third playthrough is where, like, there's a really late game event that happens. And they just straight up give you the option to avoid what's going to happen there and go into a completely different diverging story path altogether. And, um, and that leads to the hard uh, possibly the hardest boss in the game, I'd say. And not for good reasons i think um slight spoilers i guess i'm going to try and keep it as light as possible um the final boss has three phases the first one you have to fight them when they're surrounded by a bunch of mooks which is already a bad sign there's like six other light core uh, light uh, mechas around them that are just pounding you the entire fight and you can take the time to fight them but i found the best way to deal with it is just try to avoid them and just, um, just gun the boss down. Um, ah, the bully approach. Yeah. Um, the second phase, uh, you go against the boss and he's got like two, uh, older bosses, but much weaker, um, just floating around him. But you've also got a character that's come for backup to help you out. And then once you get them midway down through that health bar, they just, the final, like the actual main boss will just, do a big move to take out its backup and your backup, so it just becomes a one-on-one -on -one fight. And that's the easiest um, phase to go through. The problem is that by that point, you've probably used a, cup, a couple of your health packs um, and are starting to run low, so you, any mess-up will cost you, the, uh, cost you the fight. And there's no checkpoint between phases, so you have to go through the entire thing over again. Oh. 
Yeah, so it, it was less a problem with the difficulty of the fight itself and more just going through the endurance of going through all three phases again. I'm not really sure you're advocating for it. Not entirely. I, I did enjoy it and overcoming it did feel good, but it's one of those cases where every other boss didn't really have this problem. So it's a little disappointing that they like tripped over themselves on the final boss. Are you glad that you did the second and third playthrough? It just seems like a busy work. It's a little bit of busy work, but I'm also really glad I did them because the story elements are good. Um, you get a lot more character dialogue, and I think this game has the best FromSoft characters because they have to rely on the character dialogue really heavily in this game because every other FromSoft game, you actually go and interact with these characters and you see them in the flesh and talk to them and whatnot. Um, this is entirely just you have to rely on their voices because you don't actually meet any of them face to face. So all your connections with them are just through what they're saying to you over radio comms. And I think that does a lot to really endear the characters because it forces FromSofts to write their dialogue in a more um, active way, I guess. Like they- What you're saying is that they just yell slurs at you via the radio. There is one that does that, yes. <laughs> They're, they're, was it Steve? It was Steve, wasn't it? It does sound like the helping I would do. Yeah, he um he he is five seconds away from having a heated game a moment during his boss fight. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Um but yeah, it, again, my, my playtime is vastly bloated because I let the game idle for too long. So, <laughs> so my so already bloated my already, my already bloated time of twenty five hours for the first playthrough has gone to a bloated time of 48 hours for playthroughs two and three. So in actuality, I think it only adds like another maybe 10 hours to the game. And even then playthrough two, I was going slower because I was trying things out. Um, playthrough three, I just, I just pulled out the big guns whenever I needed to, um, instead of trying to force my way in with the new build and it just rinsed through so many things. But, um, I do think all the twists and turns they throw in through playthroughs two and three did make it really worth going through. Hmm. But yeah, I honestly don't think I have a lot more to say about those. Um, I, I did enjoy my time with it. Um, it's, it's a highly recommended game from me as well. Like, I think this is one of the better games to release this year. I think it's probably like my second place so far for, to give a heads up of where my game of the year thoughts are going. Um, behind which? Behind 16. Uh, uh, obviously behind Final Fantasy 16. Alright, right. Really um, I did say last week that it was sitting at a 9 for me and the only way, the only thing I could see it doing was maybe dropping a point. And I, I do think... And it has now <laughs> it, dropped that point. It, it has <laughs> now dropped that point because of oh, like... No. Just a little bit of TDM in doing the second and third playthroughs. Like... Again, those twists and stuff that they do were appreciated, but there is a little bit too much of a tedium of doing a couple of those missions one too many times. Um, and that final boss stumbling does uh, um, bring it down a little bit. But again, it's like, it's on the higher end of an eight. Like if we were looking at Metacritic scores, I'd say it's like an 88, 89. It's, it's very close to breaking into a nine out of 10. What I'm hearing is that you're too much of a coward to give six points to Armored Core 6. Yes, because it's not that bad. 
I'm sorry, like six really is reserved either. for mediocre games. No, six is above mediocre. Damn it, no, Seth. No, 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 we're using the IGN scale. Six is, uh... Six is dog uh, shit, seven is Yeah, six, six is absolutely abysmal, would never recommend. Honestly, these days, IGN score is at eight as possible. I hate, everything should be out of five. So much worse. Everything, everything should, should be out just of be five, yes. It should, it should be recommend or not recommend, that's it. You know what, we're going to go to letter grades from now on. No. no, no you're going to put pluses in go there. Go to, go to uh, t-shirt sizes. Hold on. on. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll, give it, I'll give it a small. Does that Wait, make it good? Small. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, at what point is, like, going, is extra large good or bad? But then is, like, XXL is definitely bad because that means you're going overweight. Well, no, it depends what type of, like, if I'm buying a small pack of condoms, that's bad. But if I'm buying an extra large Magnum edition, um, that's good. I don't know where are I was you, going are, in this. Are, I just are, are you talking. saying there's something wrong with being overweight, Seth? Do you, do you have unrealistic <laughs> expectations of, of game size? Not for other people, but for myself. Does that make it okay? <laughs> for game size. I don't, I don't say slurs to other people, just myself. I, uh, I do not have unrealistic body expectations for others. I have them for myself. Oh, I see. Don't we all, at the end of the day? That got oddly like, dark and oddly fast. Yeah, it, it did. It did. But yeah, yeah Armored well. Core, cool. <laughs> I, I say if you're interested, definitely get it. If you're on the fence about it, then it doesn't hurt to wait for a sale. So we're saying it's a large? Or... <laughs> it, it's like it's getting a, a it, it's like getting a double quarter pounder meal, like a large double quarter pounder meal. I don't know what that means. What, 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 what drink though? Sprite. Fanta. Damn it. Fuck me. <laughs> sprite. Mc, McDonald's Sprite is the best Sprite. That's the same. That's, I would know. I get Fanta, and it's Fanta. It's not Sunkist either. Oh, Sunkist. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Monopoly. I, I was about to say Sunkist is better than Fanta. I think. Holy shit. At least when it Every comes to the orange flavors. Every fucking day with this guy. You know what? While we're at it, Schweppes, uh, Schweppes Raspberry is better than Fanta Raspberry. Oh my god, cut to a, cut to a commercial. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I Hold am on. the fat bastard of this podcast, so my, my say is final on these subjects. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> Clearly, I know flavor because I won't stop eating. <laughs> but you, you, you keep eating junk, but that's the problem. He just won't stop eating. That's why he loves Final Fantasy sixteen. It's true. I, I gobbled that down. I devoured it. Every, every chance I got, I was, I was eating that for 13 hours straight. <laughs> uh, well, with that, we come to the end of part one for this week. Thank you to you both, as always. We get to move on to part two for this week, which is across the news. Uh, starting with Nintendo Direct. Can't believe this happened a day after we, we recorded last week. I'm telling you, they, they plan this against us. Always. Them and Sony. Yeah, I don't care about yep, that, they've been working together, which is funny considering that Xbox was one that tried to buy them. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, uh, what is there that's of interest from the Nintendo Direct? I, one of the, one of the things that interested me is the fact that there is still Mario Kart 8 DLC coming. Uh, Hell holy yeah, shit, the final that game one won't too. die. Oh, yeah, so that's they, what they, they, said, about, that's what they yeah. said about fantasy, Seth. <laughs> it's the final DLC, and then like when the Switch 2 launches, they'll have like a bundle. And then I'll do DLC for the bundle. <laughs> and, then, um, and then DLC for the bundle, yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 will live forever. I can't believe they did six waves for that. And like, when did that game come out? That's a Wii U game, don't forget everyone. It is. Um, I believe it was a 2014 Wii U game, maybe 2013. Fucking hell. Man. And it brings, it brings everybody's favorite Mario Kart character, Diddy Kong. I, I, actually, I, I actually like that Diddy Kong and Funky Kong are in. 
I'm also yeah. glad that Pauline's been getting into more of these games. Nah, it's, I didn't care it's, about a, it's, it's a fucking Bernstein Bears moment for me. I swear Diddy Kong was already in Mario Kart 8. No, 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 uh, no. He was in Mario dash. Kart Tour. That was, was, that was the weird thing. Wasn't it Double Dash? Yeah, he was in Double Dash as well. But like oh, okay. the recent Mario Karts, he was in the mobile game Mario Kart Tour. Hmm. Man. Um, but yeah, for the oh, rest so- of these uh, announcements, um, I don't guess. What do you mean? <laughs> Among Us is in there. The yeah, last Among I, I, Us. Um, you know, I've, I've played like one game of Among Us. <laughs> Did you win? In my, uh, no. I feel like that joke went every, over everyone's head, so I'm just going to say it again. It is The Last Among Us. Yeah, no, we heard you. Um, we just don't care. I know, um, but I, I had to say it louder. Yeah. For the people in the back? It is The Last Among Us. Because, you know, it's all yeah. about the mushrooms. Yeah, and it's like The Last of Us. Yeah, no, we get it. The Cordis Levis is a fungus. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Can we go now? No. Um, what, what I'm really excited for for the, the, the Nintendo announcements is the Thousand Year Door remaster. Holy shit, fellas. I we love it when it. Nintendo sells me old games. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, remasters are remasters. Like, how else are you going to play it that, that doesn't involve... Completely um, destroyed, Steve. <laughs> I know, I was just I saying it's going to be cunts it. because I'm also excited for it. But <laughs> I want to see you play it without Nintendo kicking in your door in the middle of the night and um, putting eight warning shots into your back. There is no other way to play it. They don't know I'm <laughs> using Dolphin because Dolphin's not on Steam. <laughs> I'm sure they know. You access, how do you access the ROM? <laughs> you I, I have Nintendo? illegally acquired by a, by a second party seller because so. Nintendo says that's fine. Seth, my brother in Christ, don't you know that Nintendo gets 20 cents every time someone installs Dolphin? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it's a big Ponzi scheme and they actually own Dolphin. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, there's like a, a million games. There's like uh, 20 announcements or 30 announcements or something. And Paper Mario is really the only one I care about. And it's a remaster. Um, they're, they're the paper, and this is the game. It says one. a lot about oh. modern video games. <laughs> no, it says a lot about like the last Nintendo Direct was good, but all they did was this was just like a refresher of a bunch of stuff, like the Super Mario RPG, um, the Prince of Persia game, uh, Splatoon Three DLC. The- oh, which by um, the way, see- the Splatoon Three DLC, I I groaned when I saw that as a roguelike. I wasn't surprised about that. Um, yeah, like it, it was a bunch of stuff that everybody already knew some stuff about, but there's nothing really like big in there. Maybe apart from the. No, 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 they, they officially revealed that the Peach game is actually Peach's Wonderworld. Oh, yeah, that's True. right. Should, yeah. yeah, Balance Wonderworld 2, Peach Edition. Guji Naka watched this Nintendo Direct and he started spinning in his jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like, it, it was a pretty boring Direct, to be honest. Um, I mean, besides okay, those honestly, things that you mentioned, I was really excited to see uh, Saga Emerald Beyond, like... That, that looks like an interesting game to me, and it has some interesting character designs, like a mech that's a songstress that's trapped inside a mech that can't vocalize. That, that's an interesting thing to me. I have no mouth, but I must scream. No, they must sing. <laughs> oh, I have no mouth, but I must uh, sing. Also, the Tomb Raider remaster, where it looks like they just made the old, like, uh, magazine cover renders of uh, Lara Croft as a playable character in these games. Like, it still looks really stupid and boxy. It's just nicer graphics on top of it, like nicer textures. And she's still got the the big titties. Um, I mean, yeah, that's just Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely mad, man. I didn't think they'd do it, but they fucking did. <laughs> um, the Great I, Pyramids of Geezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, man, I was going like to call it gooning, but that also works. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like I don't and four player trombone champ. What a rogue game! What an absolute fucking rogue game. But yeah, I don't really care. I don't have much to say about this. Yeah, I I brought up the ones I was interested in. I was I was also really interested in seeing them announce um Unicorn Overlord, which is um the new uh, uh VanillaWare game. You know the the company oh, that made Thirteen Sentinels. The game you talked about yeah, last no, so, last week. I know. How funny is that? How funny is that? Um, it's yeah, like so, it's supposed to be like a Fire Emblem killer, isn't it? Well, like yeah, a, essentially, a new, like a new take on the tactical RPG genre. They they, they like specifically like highlights. Um, I think the phrase is like a return to tactical RPGs or something along those lines. Like it's really pretentious <laughs> of them to say it, but also <laughs> I believe them. I, will, I don't know. Fire Emblem is. Uh, perfected that formula. I don't know what else they could do differently without making it a different game. Um, Make it but good. We'll wait and see. Oh, 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 oh. Also, also worth pointing out for me Ooh. specifically, um, there's going to be a Sora amiibo that I will buy day one. Oh my fucking god. You don't even have Smash Brothers. Fucking yes, hell, I man. do. Oh, okay. Rats, I thought I'd get you that. <laughs> um, are you going to use it for Smash Brothers? No, I won't. What are you gonna, it's going to sit in your shelf. Yeah, he's putting it in a jar. Oh. No. <laughs> Boo. No. Definitely not. Give you, give you the heart of darkness. That's, that's Kingdom <laughs> Hearts. Birth by sleep in some fashion, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Can we drown in darkness within darkness? <laughs> okay, move on. But what's the oh, other one? Chain, that's chain that's of memories? Ki- <laughs> <laughs> the scene in Kingdom, the first Kingdom Hearts when he's like falling. Uh, Ah, uh, man. Give yeah, no, there was a decent amount of stuff that I'm interested in here, but I also really like the Japanese side of the industry. So, you know, I, I get a lot of uh, meals that I can eat when these Nintendo Directs happen. I will get them next time. Well, uh, Nintendo maybe, well, <laughs> Seth maybe eating Nintendo, but is anyone eating? I'm not going to finish that thought. Um, the state of play was also last week. <laughs> yep. Um, um, I put this on before bedtime to help me sleep. <laughs> uh, there, there are a couple of things that are interesting in here. I, I'm actually kind of interested in Frontiers of Pandora. I, I thought Ubisoft, it would initially. It's Ubisoft bullshit. Don't. I'm so, not falling so, for their bait because this is uh, this is Far Cry with um an avatar skin on top of it. That that's the thing is that I I I see the bait and the bait is look at how good Watch Dogs is, and then I see the trailers for for Frontiers of Pandora and I go. I've seen this before in Watch Dogs, where they they put all of these they put all of these things together that make it seem like an interesting game. But I I know what happened with Watch Dogs on launch, so I'm kind of interested to see if this is just Watch. I guess there is Watch Dogs too. Is it Watch Dogs three? Has it been three? Yeah, there's been three of them. Legion. Yeah, yeah Legion. So I'm kind of curious to see if this. I was going to say Watch Dogs one two, but that doesn't make any sense. But you you know what I mean. Like I'm kind of curious to see how this goes because. I feel like Ubisoft needs this to work. I think they need it to work, but it also, like, every time I see it, I, I just see it's Far Cry with a, um, an Avatar skin over people, it, and I'm, I'm just like, I got my, for now, I've gotten my Far Cry feel with Far Cry 6. Fair enough. That was like a year ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I, it, it, I, I played, yeah, I played it like a year ago. I played it at, this, like, between the end of last year and the start of this year. So, you know, I, I still got time to digest that game. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure if this is going to sell on the Avatar name itself. Um, 
Did you guys watch that second movie, The Way of Water or whatever? It's I haven't called? even seen the first one. Um, what the? You're the one person I know that has everyone. Yeah, I was, was going to say like the the like if you find anyone on the planet, get a group of like ten of them together. Chances are at least probably six of them have seen Avatar one. Yeah, and ask them what the movie is about, and none of them will know. Doesn't matter if they've seen it. It's a James Cameron movie. You don't know what it's about. Exactly. About a boat sinking or yeah, exactly. There's a boat and it and it goes underwater. (laughs) Can I also just throw out there like how weird it was for a big Sony event to start with a Bennett Foddy game? I don't know what any of those words are. Bennett Foddy Um, did the um get it getting over its game where a bunch of streamers yeah. yeah a bunch of streamers picked that up. And now they're doing a second game called Baby Steps, where it it looks like Quop, but in three D. It's, it's 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 its own genre, isn't it? Like, but I want to say Freudian, but that's not it. But I walk them up. It it says physics based platformer on this article. No, there, there, there's, there's like a there's like a subgenre that everyone calls it because it's like that, and then there's like a, a few others um, that are all sort of similar. Where if you if you fall. Like all of your process, just, uh, all of your progress just dips. A um, like pogo, like pogo stuck, and and those the Fondian, uh, whatever it is. P- p- people that live on Twitch too much will know what I'm talking about. But the point is, yeah, yeah it is I, interesting. I have to see no idea what, they, what it is. But yeah, like maybe I'll try it out, but it, it's just really weird that this was a show opener. I think they're going. They are going for the whoa. It's so quirky. This will be funny on Twitch. Um, but oh, it, it, is, it is just Fondian games. My bad. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, um, it's, so it's I guess just, just, just taking Bennett Foddy's name and turning it into a genre. Yeah, all, be, all began with getting over it. Uh, where are we? Yeah, and then Jump King, putting games content creation. Yeah, because every streamer started running those. Yeah, difficult rewarding platforming. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just like, I'm not even sure if it's a subgenre. It's just what? It, it's just kind of like an, uh, uh, what's the word? Like an alias, like a, like a, a, a Term of endearment. Like, I don't think you would say it listed as a Fondian game. It's just in that group. If you know them, you would say that you like Fondian games. Yeah. Fondian. Yeah. Fuck. I keep saying, I keep wanting to say Fondian. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Anyway, again, completely off topic. But yes, interesting that it started with that. Any, any others that interested you from, from the state of play? The I don't have it yet, but Resident Evil 4 getting DLC that releases tomorrow was a surprise. They, they're finally doing the Ada Wong campaign in the game. Appreciated that game's getting bigger and getting the content that was in the original game. And yeah, just Spider-Man 2, they did another trailer. That game just continues to look fantastic. Um, the game's out soon, isn't it? Yeah, next month. Yeah. I, I um, already have it pre-ordered. The collector's edition? No. Mm. I, I am not, not getting fa- 19 not inches of Venom. Threat. Uh, I really thought, thought I'd get you with it. Uh, uh, Tales of Arise is getting a DLC scenario, which is weird. I It's... It's that been like, came out like what, th- three years ago. Two, two years, years ago, ago, I think. So it feels like it's roughly the time frame where you'd get a sequel, but instead they're just doing a DLC to expand it instead, which I'll get it. I'm interested in it, but it's weird that it's a DLC and not a full-fledged sequel. And then... I uh, know. Yeah, af- after that is just Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got, it got its release date for February 29th. And that trailer was insane and massive, and I'm loving everything about that game. And I'm not getting to collect this edition because I have brain spiders. You're a fucking coward! You're a fucking coward! Um, it's very, it is very interesting as well that uh, you can like what pre-order it to get like the mega deluxe edition, and it comes with the first game, um, plus the DLC for the first game, 
and it's like not that not expensive, like it's an extra ten bucks. Is, is it- if you pre-order it, you're just paying for the price that Rebirth is going to be at full price now. Ah, oh, is that um, what it is? Oh, yeah. that, fuck, that's hysterical. And um, um so, <laughs> so you're essentially getting remake and the intermission DLC for free, but after the release dates, they're going to up the price on that twin pack. You know, that that whole pre-order for a cheaper price launched a cheaper price deal that's going on with every single game. And then when they release the third one in like four years time, it'll be like, nah, you get the other two games for free. And then it'll be on Game Pass. And then I'll have the last laugh. I've always got the fucking last laugh, don't I? Um, I think he's coping. I'll always be fucking coping. It'll I think come he's doing his best too, yeah. Um, we'll get it eventually. We, we got, we hold got, the line, um, hold the line. <laughs> we got Matthew Mercer as, um, as Vincent. We got Cloud on a Segway. What, what more can we want? Oh, I'm a bit shocked Matthew Mercer playing Vincent. I'm shocked. Um, like the, the most incredibly on-brand uh, casting choice has ever been. He could have been Sephiroth as well. Um, he could have been. He probably would have made yeah. a better Sephiroth than the current Sephiroth. I think it's because he's a different... Oh, I haven't played the games. I don't know why I'm talking. I, know I don't really care. Um, but yeah, no. It, uh, fucking Final Fantasy the Rebirth looks, looks fucking amazing. Yeah, um, it's, like, it, it's a form in the trailer that shows what's everything new that's going to be in the game. And yeah. they they also make they also have a shot that makes um excuse my Twitter lingo but they make a shot where Sephiroth looks extremely cunty. <laughs> Is it that one where he's like smirking? Yeah, it's that one. Um, yeah, the one that looks like um, a L'Oreal ad. Oh yeah, he's hair everywhere. Um, yeah, no, it looks it looks really good. I can't wait for it to come to the Xbox. Um, Incredible that game of the year is going to release in February. Or <laughs> well, Elden Ring came anyone in else, March. Anyone else excited for the uh, Splatoon 3 DLC 2 uh, PlayStation 5 Foam Stars? Not really. I mean, I, it, it, Mom, can we have Splatoon 3 at home? I like the um, character designs enough. Ice, ice cream machine broken, you get foam instead of paint. It, it, definitely, it just definitely feels like it's being forced too hard. Like, if they shadow dropped this, I reckon it would have had more of a success than the yeah, advertising they're doing from at the everyone like, that's played it at like PAX and other show expos. I've heard that it's really good, like surprisingly really good. Um, it's a free to play Skyrim game though, so I'm scared of what their monetization practice is going to be. <laughs> it will kill it in, <laughs> oh, kill want, it in six months. More, yeah, exactly. You want more bubble bath? Credit card, please. Um, you've played your two games today. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to playing. Yeah, and the the people that I've heard are saying it are good. It's like, yeah, it's good. But then at the same time, if you own Splatoon three, don't like it's, it's not going. It's not going to revolutionize the genre. Yeah, um, definitely not. A challenger does appear though. Um, and it will be interesting to see how it goes. Okay, I'm done with that. Yeah, that, that's the PlayStation Direct done for me. Sorry, I mean the absolute state of play. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, close. Almost Bush. slipped. Almost slipped. Um. I realise we don't have a fun Steam charts thing for this week, and I'm only realising that now. We don't, uh, huh? We've, I, got, we've gone a bit over time. Uh, we we have, we have. I'm not going to go, yeah. go and pull one out of my ass, but the reason I bring that up is because the, uh, the thing that started it all, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, <laughs> has introduced what might be the most meta-shifting character. I know the game isn't even out yet, but introduced what could be the most meta-shifting character uh, in uh, Grandma Girdle from Hey Arnold. Uh, I, I'm sorry, is, that's Gertie. It's an I, not an L. 
I know what I said. Seth edited that out. <laughs> um, I, I never edit I, it out when people ask me to edit it out. <laughs> Don't edit it I out. I do not know the last time I saw an episode of Pay Arnold. Me either. I've never, I've, yeah, I, it's been, I've never even a fan. I hated the dumb fucking head. Um, <laughs> Stewie Griffin looking motherfucker. I appreciate <laughs> that the first two moves you see her do are both the same one. And it's the, the knee of justice that Captain Falcon does. Where he just he just thrusts his knee out and uh, absolutely demolishes the other person, so they just gave it to her. I actually didn't I, mind watching Hey Arnold, but it has been many many years, and I, I, I mean, interesting. Like, I guess, I guess here's here's a question, right? Chances are this won't be the original voice actress for Grandma Gertie, but listening to the voice in the trailer. I I don't remember what the initial what the original one sounded like. Like hear, hearing this voice, if I go back and listen to the original Hey Arnold, I would think that's weird. If I'd played Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, if there's even a difference, they might they might have like the voice perfect. You know what the funniest thing is? Um, that no one's gonna play. I it. don't. Oh, that too. But <laughs> I honestly don't think like Hey Arnold is in the roster. Um, but yeah, yeah, full, name, that, full name Hey Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Arnold was his surname. His first name was Hey. He went by Hey to his friends. Yeah, but um, I don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think Arnold is in this. This is like the, the Jimmy Neutron situation where Hugh was in before Jimmy was. Didn't they put Helga in? Am I crazy? Yeah, Helga Helga's is also in, the, in. Yeah, yeah, in the okay. and she's in the original as well, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it was, number one, who asked this? Number two, <laughs> the absolute state of Nick Allstars Brawls to put this character in. Like, they're not even running out of characters and it feels like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel line. <laughs> That's such a good call, actually. Like, you literally had my entire childhood to, like, roster in and you pick the grandmother from Hey Arnold. <laughs> Like what's next? Like, um, and this, this is following up them putting Amber in from uh, Danny Phantom. Oh, that, that's sort of understandable. Like, no, no, Amber is a good pick. That's what I mean. Like, they've oh, okay. gone from a good oh, okay, pick yeah. to an absolute bottom of the barrel one. <laughs> like, what, what's next? Like the grandma from Curry's a Cowardly Dog or something? Like, no, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be Amanda Bynes as like a, a, a sixteen or seventeen year old pre drug problem from the Amanda Bynes show. Like, not, not even not even animated, just a photorealistic like South Park style insert of the character. Oh, I wanted um iCarly. Um, Yo, man, I- <laughs> they wouldn't even be iCarly. They- It'd be like Freddy or something. And especially no, 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 Spencer. No, It'd be Spencer. You're both. You're, you're missing the point. It's going to be Gibby. I don't know who Gibby is. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Clearly hasn't watched enough iCarly to know the, the wonders of Gibby. Gibby. It's been twenty years, man. I've forgotten. Um, he oh, also hasn't seen the, the reboot where they. I'm pretty sure they brought Gibby back for that too. I wouldn't be surprised. Grim. Grim. Um, and before, yeah. and, and before the the god tier tag team of Nickelodeon All Star Brawl of Gibby and Tebow versus just animated characters. I feel like we've given this more time than it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all no, I'm, all I'm saying, on. Nickelodeon, make it happen. We're gonna move on though. Uh, speaking <laughs> of fighting games, uh, weird I, how they get grouped together like this. Yeah, cra- crazy, crazy. Um, I I know who's about to be added, but. Steve fucking can't read, so if you could just gently read this one to him, Seth. Yeah, so uh, Feng Wei um, is gently. being added in. 
What was that? I said gently, man. Come on. Don't don't confuse him with too too many words too quickly. Okay, okay. So the 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 character Fang from Tekken is being added into Tekken 8. He's he he's, he's kind of been a bit of a mainstay <laughs> since Tekken 5. Um so this uh, this is a no shocker. So the weird thing holiday. for me, the weird thing for me is that um this is the most I've ever heard him talk in the entire series in this one trailer. Like they they actually decided to just let him talk instead of just looking at things menacingly instead of just speaking with his fists. Yeah, exactly. Just like, just like my dad. Speaking with his fist and his um his his fist and his razor like stare. Um, um he does look yeah. very angry. It's got the he's got the eyebrow split as well. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know he's serious and always mad. <laughs> um he, he's also probably got my favorite super in the game because I I just really love the knock someone into the air and then do like a a punch upwards into the sky and send them flying type of move. It it's a weirdly satisfying move for me to watch, so I'm glad. I'm glad someone has that. Um, Holy shit! This comes out on Australia Day. Yeah, no. Um, Huge. Yeah, this I is. I can't believe you get to out. fight Australians day one. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> also they're going to be doing another closed beta test running from October 20th to October 23rd. Um, they're saying that every character that's been announced up to Feng is going to be playable. Um, and they're also going to be opening up what's available in the beta this time where they're going to do more of the lobby systems, the customization systems, maybe the new edition of Tekken Ball because that's been missing from Tekken since Tekken 3. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Tekken Ball is a mini game they had where you just bounce a beach ball between um, you and an opponent and the harder no, the move. <laughs> yeah, no, no, a beach ball. It's no, kind of like it's kind of like on a volleyball field, but it's like a big beach ball. And um, the harder the move you hit the beach ball with, the more uh, uh, the more chip damage or the more damage it does to the other person if they don't counter it properly. So it's just like this weird like kind of catch game, and it's always it's always been super fun to play. Um, it doesn't sound like so volleyball yeah. at all. No, this this is deadly volleyball. This is te- <laughs> this is Tekken's version of it. Where, where in, you in, punch the ball to punch the other person. Hang on, hang on. So, what, 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 okay, are you playing with people that may be dead or alive? And is <laughs> no. there a beach? Are, are, you right. playing, are you playing Tekken Ball on a street, perhaps? You know what? I kind of hope that a dead or alive character gets added as DLC as a guest character. What, do you want them dead, dead or alive? alive? I, I would like no, them alive, preferably. He, but... wants the, he wants them dead or alive after the Tekken character's done with them. Whatever happened to those uh, dead or alive beach volleyball games? They're still going. There's a mobile one that's doing really, really well. Ki- of course it fucking is. Holy shit. Didn't they, like, they just stop the volleyball and just make it like a fucking... Uh, a it's always been that. One? It's never been about the volleyball. <laughs> but it's like pretend. Like, in, they pretend that it was about volleyball. And it's like, you know what? All you perverts are here just the bikinis. Let's just take Steve, out the volleyball. Steve playing dead or alive volleyball going, oh man, this is a very subpar volleyball experience to tell you what. <laughs> Whereas someone who's a semi-fan of volleyball after watching um, and reading Hayaku, uh, the volleyball anime manga. Um, I thought Haiku was, was a basketball l- one. No, that's Slam Dunk. Um, I thought they were Kira, both Kira the basket. basketball ones. No, Haiku's the volleyball one. Um, there's, there's no good uh, volleyball uh, video games. And you know what? Say- Bandai <laughs> Namco, get on a Haiku video different. game. <laughs> um, you know what? Don't. We'll make it ourselves, Seth. No, no. You I'm know the what? Nicolas Star Brawl is just going to shadow drop a volleyball mode. Hang on. Whoa, hang on. Hang on. Let him, um, let, let him slam. 
but the, but the 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 volleyball will be Gibby. Yes, <laughs> I thought it was Gibble, like the Pokemon. Very close, just like shockingly close. <laughs> both <Yeah>. both are <laughs> ground dragon type. <laughs> very very exciting news for Tekken. I will get into that second closed beta test because they also said um they've got signups open again. But if you've already gotten the um, if you've already been in the beta test before, then you just have access to the second one without having to sign up again. Yo, can't wait to see if we get a fallout on Twitch once again. Yeah, I I need him to call someone a cracker again. <laughs> okay, got commercial. Speaking of crack, wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, this this is no no good way to 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 make that segue work. Um, Hades 2 news uh, is going to be launching into early access in 2024, uh, and they're, they, they're hoping to do a similar thing as to what they did with uh, Hades 1, which is that uh, a bunch of major releases based on player feedback and things. Um, it's really interesting. I've, I've watched a couple of videos of people that were in the early days of Hades 1 talking about how different, different ideas were, or like where the game was at particular stages compared to where it is now, and so that evolution. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan, because normally, I know that we talk about what happens when a game's in early access, and then, like, goes to early, like, uh, I'm thinking of, like, um, uh, what was the one recent, not, not recently, but what was some notable ones? I feel like there was a battle, maybe it was Battlefield 2042 or whatever, and they did the, the early access slash network test, and everyone went, wow, this is shit, and EA went, thanks for the feedback, and then released it identically to how it was. <laughs> Yeah, because the, um, the early access period or the beta period was like a week beforehand, so there's yeah. actually no time to fix it. No, I, I know, but it's just like the, the point <laughs> no, no, of early yeah, access. I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just pointing out that that was the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas, like with a yeah. proper early access thing like this, it's like, hey, it's out now. We're still building it. Like final release isn't probably for like another year and a half. Probably, yeah. Uh, so it'll be second quarter in 2024 on Steam and the Epic Game Store, which. Which is good. I Last am. time it was only on Epic Game Store and that exactly. turned a lot of people off. I'm so glad it's on both so that I don't have to get it on Epic Game Store. <laughs> I uh, am probably just going to wait for it to come out officially before I get it. So that was going to be my question. Uh, are you someone who will do the early access or are you waiting for the packaged, polished release? The Game yeah, Pass I release for me, please. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to wait for the packaged, uh, like the polished package to release, like as much as I'm glad that the um, early access version will be there and it'll like the player feedback will help them improve, I prefer when it's just going to be all in one thing and I don't have to keep coming back to it when they do new additions. You don't want to do your, your QA service and help a good game get better? Not, not, no. a, not, not necessarily, especially not That's when not I have my to job. pay for Pay me, pay me money and I'll do that. Don't let make, make me pay money and be like, oh, by the way, can you have our game, bro? What are we paying for? Um, I, if you can't tell, I, I don't really like this kind of stuff. Um, early access is the bane of the gaming industry. There, I said it. It's, I, they're also saying that Hades 2 um, seems to, like, they're aiming to have as much content um, in this first release of early access as it, the Steam early access release did when that first came out. So I think that's essentially just up to Hades, like the Hades fight. <laughs> Um, I'm very interested to see what this looks like, though. Um, mm. Like, is I mean, it the they, same they, game, just with a different character? Uh, it's going for a similar theme. 
I don't know how close a game it's going to be. Yeah, we and don't so, really know the specifics yeah. right now. And so in some ways, that's why I'm more interested for it to be in early access, because I, particularly if they are receptive to community feedback, I enjoyed Hades enough that even, like, I, I totally think your point is valid about, like, uh, like, what are you paying for if you're the one that is kind of becoming part of the product? But I also got more than enough enjoyment out of Hades 1 that if I think I could contribute to making Hades 2 a good game, I will happily at least try for the first little bit. I'm, it's, it's kind of a, it depends on where it's at. If it's, if it's only like a couple levels and they're like, so how is that five minute experience? Like, eh, maybe I'll come back in a bit. But Money stolen. If, yeah. yeah, I, if, based on, um, based on them saying that they want to match the Steam early access version, yeah, I'd I know. say, It'll I'd say, be part a, of it. yeah, yeah, like a run will probably take you like, like a first complete run will probably take you like forty to sixty minutes. Yeah, but I, I would and like being to able think to do that, that forty to sixty minutes is another question. Like, how many times that's going to take? Hmm. Mm. But I'd like to think that I would be able to contribute in some way to Hades too. Uh, because I do consider myself one of the greatest, sorry, the greatest gamer of all time. Uh, yes, yeah, so looking I mean, at your it, neon white times, I, I can agree. <laughs> he's not number one in any of them, but uh, but he's better than me. I, I don't know, <laughs> and that's what I, matters. I don't know if I brought this up uh, last week because uh, I'm I'm helping another friend go through some uh, neon. Basically, a friend has now just picked up neon white. And because we're friends on Steam, they're looking at my times going, how on God's green earth did you get that time? Uh, and so uh, we went back through a couple of old classics, which is just the levels that Seth and I fought over in World 1. And 250-something thousand people have done the first level of Neon White. And I am in the top 800. That's that not is bad. a shocking stat to me. I think anyway. I'm like a ways off in like, I'm probably in the top. 1500 but i haven't checked in a while but the point that, that the point is those uh they were quite dark i will say those dark days of just endless guys- like ro- role playing a speedrunner <laughs> for for the what was that like a week or like few days at least of just swapping top times back and forth genuinely it, yeah. some of the best gaming <laughs> moments it li- it literally came down to how can we save one frame, and I saved it more. Anyway, getting off topic from Hades two, I'm excited. I will probably try and get into the early access if I can. Uh, really looking forward to it. Should be really good. But I also totally understand the people that want to wait for the polish thing to to come out. And hopefully, if it's the sort of game that I can contribute to, I'd be able to say that I helped shape it in some small way. Uh, the the term you, you hero see gets that thrown around. I I quite, helps quite make that lantern. <laughs> you see you see that that tutorial that says whatever you do don't don't uh, do this in the first level. Uh, that's because of me. <laughs> when you go over to Caron and you ask him for a fight and he just instantly kills you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, no, uh, it should be it should be good. Uh, I I think because of how much of a winning formula Hades one is, it'd be really hard to screw up. So we'll just we'll just have to to let them cook, as they say. Uh, and, uh, shit, man, it's really hard to do segues this week. Anyway, Like You're a Dragon has some news. Uh, Steve, what's up? What do you mean? Uh, no, 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 it's like, keep going, you'll be fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, Like a Dragon has some news. Steve, what's up? 
Oh, that what you mean? Yeah. Um. So it's got a um. It's got a release date. Uh. One week before yeah. before Persona Three. One week before Persona Three, the exact same day as Tekken uh, Eight. Uh. Also Australia Day or Invasion Day, depending on uh your public holiday leanings. Um. Very interesting. Um. Uh, I didn't watch any of the trailer. I'm trying not to be spoiled by this. I did get spoiled a little bit um, about like why Kiryu is wearing a wig. Did you did you see that, Seth? I did see that. That's that is really weird direction to go. Um, so, just, so so just to put it out there, um, Kiryu has cancer in this game. Yeah, that's why um, he's got that wig on. Everyone thought he's going undercover. It's like, nah, bro, he's sick. Please buy this game. <laughs> My son, he's very sick. Um, Only your money can help cure his cancer. That's why it's called Infinite Wealth. Uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, he literally just wants to kick... <laughs> he literally just wants to beat the shit out of every Japanese gangster one last time. Um, oh, that's, that's so good for him. There, there, there's so there's is, one is thing this... I want to say to help sell this to Patrick and maybe the, the overall audience of our podcast. Uh, they, they understood the assignments. Um, they, they, they usually get like celebrities from Japan, uh, face scanned into these games as characters. This time they decide, you know what? We're going to get a Western actor. So they got Danny Trejo and they gave him machetes. I think you told me this actually. And it did, it did pique my interest. Um, he looks, um, I'm going to send a picture of this to you, Pat, because, um, of course, it, of course, whatever fucking thing they've used, it won't let me fucking copy and paste it. Because it's a- Steve, that's your beat. Fuck it. I'm going to send this to you, Pat, and I want everybody to look at uh, Google Danny Trejo Yakuza. And it should I come mean, up you're, you're just forcing my hand on putting it into the video version of this podcast now. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Do that. It looks um, oh, fuck, 11 megabytes. What the fuck is this picture? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's uploading. That's some high quality feet you got there. Uh, <laughs> so I took a thousand pictures of it. Um, it's uploading, it's uploading, it's Laying uploading. a thousand um, pictures on top of each other. He looks like Danny Trejo like 20 years ago and he just started using a shit ton of steroids. Like he's just built. Um, Which is the correct, know, the correct way to put Danny Trejo into this game. It, it's, just, it's just weird. Um, of all the actors they could have used, they chose him. Maybe it's a story relevant thing. Um, yeah, because part of this game takes place in Hawaii as well. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, there's also there's a, a fight with a level 45 giant shark. Yeah, yeah don't forget this is turn-based as well. Um, for for a little bit, for a little bit. They, um, they showed off that uh, Kiryu has a special ability where he can escape the turn-based combat and actually just beating pe- start beating people up like it's an old Yakuza game. Oh, holy shit, man. The absolute soul they put in these games. I literally cannot recommend the Yakuza games enough. Like, I just, cannot that, believe that, that game of the year next year is releasing in January. <laughs> that is just, it's such a, oh yeah, we've moved it to turn-based, but the main character's special ability is for it not to be turn-based. Get fucked. You love to see it. Um, <laughs> it's such a God, funny it, thing to do, and like, no one does that. It has fun, it has fun with itself. Like, it, the people genuinely enjoy, like, just subverting expectations. Um, you love to see it. Now, um, now, the not-so-nice part about this is that uh, uh, Sega decided Yakuza is a um, $70 US video game. It is. It goes like 40 hours. Uh, that was actually very small. It actually goes like 100. 
Yeah, I, Yakuza is one of those series where I can see them going, upping that price, and I'm like, you know what? You deserve it. I will pay more for you. I will consume. But um, um, I will get you on Game Pass Day 1. But, but they're, they're also doing the, um, the, the tiered releases of, here's a standard edition, here's the deluxe edition, here's the ultimate edition, and those last two are digital only. Yakuza Ultimate Edition comes with a CD collection set there. What is the Yakuza CD collection set? Do they, they, they don't list what it is. Like it, they just <laughs> oh, have no. the name of what it's it is, but they don't tell you what it is. So, it's a CD so collection set. Um, what? Please don't do that. Um, $289 if you want the vinyl of the Yakuza Zero Deluxe Edition. What the? F- Never mind. Um, sorry, I, I Googled. We need to stop going Yakuza. down the price road. Um, okay, yeah, Like a Dragon, 26, uh, sorry, not Like a Dragon, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, it is, yeah, Like a Dragon, it's not the Yakuza series anymore, it's Like yeah. a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Like a Dragon 8, 26th of January. Like a Dragon 8 what? Like a Dragon 8, Infinite Wealth. My, it's right oh there Lord. in the, it's right there in the title, the Dragon speaking 8, Infinite a, Wealth. Speaking of a dragon yeah. eating Infinite Wealth, um, Unity saw Infinite Wealth and oh, uh, decided oh, to try, one. thank you, decided to try. He finally got one in the news section. I hate had to happen. And we're completely right? spoiling it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we got to bring, we got to, we got to be unified in this trying time. We got to show you real unity. Yeah. I, hey, there we go. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> oh, that's so unreal. <laughs> Engine five <laughs> <laughs> and game set and match. <laughs> Epic game store. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> now you're just saying the words yeah now you're just saying <laughs> say among the us. Uh, yeah, the among us, among us. among us which funnily enough is written in unity I'm pretty sure um, oh god if it is uh, Jesus Christ these guys I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is I, I, I could be I could be wrong on that anyway anyway Fall Guys matter. is you see that, that Fall Guys is collaborating with like Invincible what if People still playing that game? They're still um they're still collaborating with Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean still? <laughs> the event is still Actually, going. No, I don't don't answer that. Anyway, also, so, yes, Among Us is on Unity. Hey, there we go. Condolences. Happy happy mushroom map. Hope it doesn't bankrupt fucking Nintendo. Um anyway. Uh so Unity. Uh believed we were confused in how badly the internet took its pricing changes. And uh, maybe a little saying, angsty. Yeah, yeah. We apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime feed policy we announced on Tuesday caused. I, I, Good I will start. say, I find it, I, I find it funny how many places call, like, say, posted on X and then in brackets formally Twitter. I know it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> just, just, just call it Twitter. No one cares. <laughs> they, they're um, all just waiting for it to implode on itself so they can just. Edit the article and remove the X. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, ba- basically, there sort of isn't news. Uh, we we covered it last week, and there's a million articles that will go into more in depth than than we can bother to here. But uh, Unity came out after a bunch of radio silence and said, uh, <laughs> "Sorry that you think we fucked up." <laughs> Even though our uh, CEO sold a bunch of stock, knowing it was going to be multiple CEOs did, yeah, <laughs> shocked. Insider trading's not real, but that was that was just a coincidence. Uh, yeah, of course. 
Um, I, I will say there's actually it's only real when it's Yuji Naka. <laughs> but you know so what? He deserved thing. it. Um, there, there's a there's actually a really good video uh, from the Primogen on YouTube talking to a couple of game devs uh, just about it because Primogen has done a little bit of game development but isn't a game dev. He's an engineer at Netflix, but the the other two are just game devs on Twitch, or at least one of them. One of them actively is on Twitch. The other one was on Twitch. Just now doing a bunch of other things. Point being, it's a really interesting conversation. It is an hour long. It is quite long, but it uh, it's it's easy to see studios that come out and say we don't like this. We hope they walk it back. But it's uh, it's kind of hard to find people talking through not really what it means for their future, but kind of trying to uh, they sort of do their best to see either not both sides as to why unity would do this but why unity chose to do this specific action around some of the like legalities and uh framing of language that they've used in the past which was interesting things like apparently somewhere in the past they said that they will never introduce a royalty and so this what they've introduced here is effectively a royalty but they can't call it a royalty because that that goes against some legality that is already codified in some contract. So I don't know exactly what thing. it was either, but they removed some stuff from their old TOS when all of this was happening. Oh no! So okay, so it, they they talk about that too. I, I I'm not okay, going to rehash cool. the whole hour long video, but but just that point specifically is is interesting. What I thought it was was that they uh, popped out a little couple sentences that said, um, "We uh, we will only." Uh, from, from what people have found in the Wayback Machine, at one stage, the TOS said, this TOS only applies to this version of the Unity engine and uh, any future versions until such a time as the TOS updates. Uh, and so they popped that out and then said, actually, this install fee applies to everything in the past as well. Good luck, have fun. Uh, there's either, I, it's similar to the TOS, but not that exact change, where they just deleted it entirely and what that was, was that they had a GitHub repo where the idea was they would propose changes and then get community feedback. And if everyone was in agreement on stuff, they would then pull request it into the repo and then that would become part of the new TOS. And so I don't know if this is the same TOS that they changed, but one of the TOS repos they've just deleted off the face of the planet entirely. And now it just 404s, which is very interesting. <laughs> But they, they also talk about it a lot more about the kind of um, financial situation and more of the different like business models and things, which not a lot of people, at least not a lot of the videos that I've seen have talked about in great detail. It's more like the what does this mean for my project and, and next project. So, um, yeah, highly recommend if you have an hour. It's not something you have to watch. It's much more of a listening thing, but uh, it was a really good discussion. So highly recommend that. Um, yeah, just Unity doing but, Unity things. There's, there's a couple of things I want to continue yeah. on from, like, the, the update has happened recently. Mm. Um, so they, they've changed their um, outlook on it, and they're going, uh, instead of um, charges per installation, there's going to be a cap of uh, 4% for games making over 1 million. And uh, instead of retroactively applying this to every game that's ever been published on Unity, they will only start doing it to games that release from January 1st onwards. Um, and they, they, they also said that they don't really have a proprietary, a proprietary software to track game installs. 
that were going through yeah, a lot of devs to self-report. Right? Yeah. yeah, ten out of ten. Um, and and their final point was that uh, they they were they were very adamant that they they're not trying to harm indies. They only want to go after the the engine's highest revenue uh, revenue earners like Genshin Impact and Pokemon Go. Uh, but both Mi- MiHoYo and um Niantic haven't res- uh, like commented on this stuff yet. I'm assuming because they're going to take legal action. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's it's the whole the whole thing strange, and by strange I mean I'm bad. so not surprised that they semi walked back on it. Yeah. Um, I did expect you, you know them they fucked just- up because in part of their like their uh, posts to like re- reintroduce this was was them saying we are listening. Like it's got that whole South Park BP. We're sorry. We're sorry. sorry. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're well, sorry no, we got caught, but we're like going that. to keep doing it. Yeah, well, because the, like, the thing you, is, yeah. uh, sorry again, it's expanded on the fucking video, but the the real short version, the finances of Unity have been fucked for ages in terms of just the amount of cash they're burning through, and so it is interesting that to try and solve their perpetual cash burning problem, this is the solution they came up with when it seems like other similar companies have done a much simpler because the. The, the weird thing with this is that it's like, all right, so there's a 20 cent installer fee, but the 20 cent installer fee is only if you have uh, $200,000 in, in, in sales and 200,000 downloads. Uh, and then once it, once it goes to like a million, then it gets capped to 4%. And it's just like, y- cool. Why don't we just do a fucking calculus textbook of how much money you owe Unity based on the number of downloads that you tell them you have? There are simpler ways to do it, but... Simply As tell say, them no one downloaded your game. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell them, tell them 200,000 people didn't, uh, like, negatively downloaded the game and that Unity owes them money. Well, is that like pirating is it? Like you're negatively downloading the game? No, if every time you upload the ROM. Um, <laughs> Yo. That- <laughs> Hang on. I, I, as pirates are going to inherit the world. Holy shit. That would be so big, bro. Yeah. It's, it, it's not going to be pirates. It, it's going to be the Cedars, the people that are putting it up. Ooh. Oh, uh, God among men. Um, do you reckon it's, this kind it's, it's of gets people to like cryptocurrency? Yeah. I was listening to the Jide Bomb this morning about it, and they were kind of saying, "Oh, at what point is everybody just going to stop?" Like maybe there are a couple of games that are like more than fifty percent done, they might release it, and then whatever. But then they're just all games going forward are just going to be on Unreal. Like is this? So is what's, what's interesting? Uh, five more years out of Unity before it's like every, yeah, everything's made it unreal and then I, got, I actually have an interesting point on that as well so um, the, the interesting the, the real quick interesting thing that I've seen is that uh, what I've seen more people are going to go to Godot because it's open source and closer to Unity than what Unreal is apparently I haven't used any yeah. of these engines before I feel bad for the Godot devs because um, over the past week they're just being slammed by people saying we need this to be exactly like Unity, and we need it now. And um, there, there was there was one other. There was some uh, shoot. It was some game maker tool. Maybe it was Game Maker's Toolkit, like the actual RPG Maker. No, it wasn't RPG Maker. It, it might have been Game Maker something. Anyway, the point is, um, they as of Monday were just like, yeah, thirty percent off uh, some service <laughs> for the next three months. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who exactly did this, but another thing that's happened is um someone's made a tool that just transfers anything like your code and assets and everything 
from Unity and it just transfer it over to Godot and Unreal Engine and tries to do it as cleanly as possible. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like just an eject button into other engine. Oh, well, yeah. I, I... Well, 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 if it wasn't the consequences of their own decisions. Speaking uh, of the consequences of your own decisions. What? The, the, the next article kind of leans into that very heavily. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the final, final thing that I'm, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a drama fiend for this story specifically because I, I want to see how this ends. Um, any bets on whether uh, David, uh, David? John. I don't, I don't know, know his name. John. John Ricky Taylor. Yeah, John, John, uh, Ricky, past the name. <laughs> Whoa. It was, uh, someone, John Italian-American rhetoric. Maybe it was Risotto. I saw someone calling him John Risotto, and it was just really funny to me. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, thoughts on him, uh, staying or leaving? Probability. Uh, I- if he's... If he's CEO, he's probably contracted to stay for a certain amount of time. He can't just... It, he can leave, but, like, it would get him sort of, like... He'd be unemployable. Um, even though he, this guy sort of already is unemployable because he kind of like smoke bombed EA while he was there, made them the worst <laughs> company like three years in a row, and then it's come to Unity and has shat the bed there. So, uh, which company? <laughs> Maybe he's just going from company to company to destroy them from the within. I don't know. I think once all of this uh, blows over, he leaves. Like, he's, he's going to have to stick through it to fix up his mess. But then mm. once it's all dealt with, he's gone. Interesting. Because uh, I yeah, don't think we'll there's any way the Unity devs will let him run away with making this mess and then not fixing it up. Well, apparently a bunch of the Unity devs have already, already left, already ranked. Does not surprise me, honestly. No. Uh, anyway, enough dunking on Unity. The internet is doing a good enough job uh, with or without us for that. Um, speaking of CEOs, though, uh, do we think Phil Spencer will stick around to clean up his mess of a bunch of uh, leaked emails? No. Uh, I, I, for a while, I've been thinking that Phil Spencer's going to be gone soon. Uh, okay, let's start at the beginning, because we've got a lot to cover here. Uh, so over the last couple of days, like a bajillion emails uh, from the FTC case of uh, against our good friends, Microsoft, have leaked on the strong strong words as well strong words by implying they're our good friends look my mikasa yukasa um that's what anyway so but if yeah, i have like, to dunk on jim ryan you have to dunk on phil spencer that's the oh, rules there'll be, there'll be plenty of dunking in this fucking session don't you worry um steve walks up yeah, like, i have a microsoft you have a microsoft let's be friends no no, no. microsoft cool. wants us Anyway, so a bunch of like uh, documents related to that FTC case and uh, Microsoft's internal workings um, were released accidentally. It seems. Um, it seems no, like. No, I don't think it's ac- uh, yeah, kind of accidentally. I think well, some things didn't get redacted when they should have been. Yeah, some things didn't get redacted, or or they were just straight up just posted on there. And it seems like it was Microsoft's fault because they uploaded the documents unredacted. Which is literally pants on head ridiculous. Like they must have given it to the grad, and the grads just uploaded it. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when really we went to go ridiculous. check the link, a lot of things were removed that 
You, you kept asking me for a source. I gave you the source and it's like, actually, I don't see the email there. Yeah. And I think it's just coming in piecemeal as well. Like it's like it's 120 documents and some of them are like a, for example, one of those documents is a 175 megabyte um, file. Like it's, it, there's a lot of stuff in there to go through and people have been going through and it, the biggest takeaway is the mid-gen refresh um, that has sort of been announced. Well, not Sorry, not announced. That was in the documentation. So it seems like this mid-gen refresh. Which is um, a funny thing as well because it's not really a refresh because Phil Spencer has been adamant that they're not doing a mid-gen refresh. The Series X is the power scale. They're going to be going the entire gen. But what's been, um, what's been leaked from these... Uh, these documents is essentially an Xbox Series X Slim. Yeah, um, it's called. So you're saying in, there's an Xbox Series X S coming out? Uh, yes. No, it's got it's got it's got no, the Xbox Series S refresh. Um, and it's not even don't, don't call it a Slim. It's not a Slim. So you you know um how the Xbox looks like a fridge. <laughs> you know how Xbox looks like a fridge now. Um, imagine it that it just has the edges curved, so it looks like a humidifier. Um, <laughs> There's an Apple product back it, back in the day that looked exactly like this. Uh, I'm not a fan. It looks fucking shit. I like the the fridge model. Um, it looks too curved, too too not console. But the most important thing, like it, it doesn't wait, really wait, seem I'm like. A, I'm gonna cut you off right there, Steve. The most important thing is that they also announced they're gonna release a controller that, that is wearing pants. I'm so uh, glad no, you said that because, <laughs> because I was <laughs> also <laughs> going to say this is how a controller wears pants. Uh, no, I was going to say that as well. No, before we get to the controller, and I've got, I've got some thoughts about <laughs> All that. All three of us trying to figure out how a controller wears pants. Would it wear them like this first. or like this? But, and fucking Xbox tell, told us the way. It's now but canon. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll add a picture here. Um, it looks exactly like the um, Mac Pro that was a cylinder. I'll, I'll send a picture to you guys as well to have a look yeah. at this. Oh, I, I know what it's in. I've been, 40 people have sent this to me. It's like, what do you think about this, Steve? I'm like, I don't know. Listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, I, I've, I've been literally thing- saying like, oh, I'm so excited to talk about this with Steve on the podcast because I'm actually not excited because he's going to fellace it. For late, it's still done. Um, <laughs> perfect. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you posted, Seth. That's that's an oven. Uh, it's an air fryer. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't look like the the new series, the Xbox Series X refresh, codename Brooklyn. Um, it doesn't look like it's got anything new on the inside. Like it looks like it's just reduced a couple of things in size. Um, it's got some weird low power mode things. That's fucking dumb shit. Sustainability. Because I care about sustainability for my Xbox console. Um, it's got something with Wi-Fi to make Wi-Fi faster or whatever that yeah, is. Introducing Wi-Fi 6 into it. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, but it's stronger Wi-Fi. No, just, but the, the, the biggest thing is, is that, that it doesn't seem... Um, Essentially, yeah. It does make rollback yeah. netcode run better on Wi-Fi. Uh, but it rolls back better because it's a cylinder. Um, <laughs> um, but there's no disk drive with this, so it's going. But the like tagline is that it's adorably all digital. Get fucks, Microsoft. That fucking sucks. No, it doesn't. It rules. It, it make it makes sense. Like, no, no, it pop- doesn't. No, 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 taking no, 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 taking no, away no, options is no, shut up. Taking away options finish. is Wait. a horrible option. Uh, no one buys physical anymore. Why you fucking spend your? I do. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I get games cheaper physical than I do on digital. When was the last physical PC game you bought? But you have to make this about PC. This is about consoles. 
Okay, but <laughs> on, on the PC side of things, yeah, that's all digital, but there's multiple storefronts that you can buy from, so I don't have to go through Steam. Like, yeah, Steam is the main launcher and all the codes up, I go through Steam, but I can buy those codes from other places like Humble Bundle or Fanatical or Good Old Games, and I'm yeah, not right, just right, you got me, I'm yeah. not just uh, locked into the Steam marketplace. With, with an old digital console, you're just locked into the Microsoft Store. And that's where it's really scummy to make it all digital. Well, we'll, we'll probably find that the marketing position that they'll take with this is that they'll market it as an Xbox Game Pass machine. Like, yeah, yeah definitely. They already do that for the Series yeah. S. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it'd be very interesting to see if they're getting more into the Game Pass thing with this type of thing. Like, if it, Get, if getting no a discs. little ahead of myself, it's also leaning into where they're going to be going for next gen. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that very... also got leaks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to see if anything changes. Yeah, but to finish off this fucking refresh, the Brooklyn, um, I, 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 I don't like the design of it. It looks fucking weird. Um, I don't like that it's going all digital. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really have a leg in this race because I don't buy Xbox products. So if I want a Microsoft game, I get it on PC. But I do not like that one of the players in the console space is going all digital from now on. Yep. Just like when Microsoft introduced paid online, guess who's going to follow next? Yeah, um, exactly. And I don't want yeah. Sony to follow in those footsteps. Oh, Sony, my bad. No, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, just, it's just the way that things are going. Like with like, streaming services, no one's, oh, very few people are actually buying uh, DVDs or Blu-rays these days, and yeah, now Disney's doing that scummy thing where they're no longer selling uh, DVDs. They're just going, yeah, no, just subscribe to Disney Plus if you want to see our movies. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to own stuff in my house. My house is full. I've got so many fucking books. Books should be digital. Um, they are. They are. Get, yeah. a, get a I, tablet. Yeah. So, so books these the, days the crux of at. my problem isn't so much going all digital. It's um. It's just the options game, like yeah. No, so, so I think and so. That, like I, I, I like point, I like digital. I, I like digital books. I I read so much of my manga digitally through like manga decks or the Viz Shonen Jump stuff. It's just that a console is a locked space, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be all digital because it. Uh, if if they want to go all digital, they need to open up themselves to have other marketplaces that offer competition to their stores. Yeah, and they I, never will. Yeah, no, I hundred percent they won't. But I think like that's one argument. The other argument, counterpoint, is that the the other storefront, like the, is the PlayStation Five. Like it's if you don't like the Xbox Store, you're getting the PlayStation Five, and that's the amount of uh, exclusives. Uh, very few. That, that's a weird yeah. argument because you're essentially going buy a different device to buy something else cheaper. So drop well, drop five hundred dollars to go interact with another store. And that, but that's just I'm saying that looks like what what'll in the next five years I reckon that's what'll happen. Like, um, but what with the PlayStation Five, if the rumors are to be believed, will have a removable disc drive in their next version or a separate disc drive. You pay like 100, 200, 200 bucks for. Yeah, I'm not wow, a fan of that, that either. That's crazy. But, that's almost half of a PlayStation Plus subscription for a year. I know, right? And you're just I, getting a fucking a disc I drive. I see them doing that with this Series X as well, where it's like. This is also going to be the same price as the current Series X. It's going to be 500 US dollars. And then what, like a year mm. down the line, they release a $100, $200 accessory that's a disc drive to plug into it. 
And then it's that's, got an extra. And then they'll be six hundred, seven hundred dollars yeah. down the hole because they didn't put a disc drive in this version. I just don't buy a disc drive. Um, but yeah, as a as a very as someone who doesn't buy physical games, um, it's cool. As but a no, man I, that honest- plays Game Pass games the week they're about to leave. <laughs> hey, and then I can't finish it in time because it's a ninety-hour JRPG. <laughs> you get the ten percent off, but yeah. Uh, and as, as we said before, we'll skip ahead to the controller. Um, the it's see, pants. the upgrade to the it is wearing pants. Um, it has one third of the features of a DualSense. I was just about to say it's finally caught up to the PS3 DualSense. Um, it seems it's got speakers in the bumpers. Um, some nice haptic feedback in the triggers. Um, it doesn't this, have the um. It doesn't have the adaptive triggers, though. I don't care for that. Um, it does. Apparently, uh, devs do. Apparently, devs want really? both controllers. Uh, they want oh. well, not not the adaptive triggers entirely, but they want both controllers to be um on par with each other. They, oh, of they course, don't, yeah. They, they don't, they don't like ha- yeah. They don't like having to make additions or subtractions because one controller has something another controller doesn't have. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um. It, it, it's also so funny simply put a touchpad on the Xbox controller is what yeah, I'm no, saying. Fucking, I do want that. Um, it's also got a. No, it's not a gyro. It's an accelerometer. Um, the way they sort of describe it in their internal documents, um, it's a pick up and play, as in like you pick up the console, the, you pick up the controller, and it recognizes that you want to play it, and it turns the Xbox on. Um, I'm gonna hate that because when I go to like move the controller, yeah, move up the, the controller. Couch, yeah. <laughs> It turns it on, and because right? I've set it up to automatically switch this channel, the girlfriend will sit down to try to watch something. She'll sit on my controller and be like, "Fuck this!" and put it somewhere else. And I'll turn the Xbox on, and it changes the it's channel. It's on the table, and it gets bumped. Um, yeah, just anything. Like that. I, I think the theory, like, it, it'll definitely be able to be turned on and off. Um, but in theory, it's very cool. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I, I think I enjoy the theory, and then I'm going to use it. And I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Um. But yeah, I, I actually prefer the Xbox controller and the feel to the, the PlayStation DualSense, so I'm already... Um, I'm, and I'm now it has pants. It. And now it has pants. Um, Love that. Also, the cowards for making the buttons quieter. I can't hear... I, I, don't, I don't get... Maybe because I've got I don't the get that, Xbox. Yeah, I don't get that as a point yeah, because the, the buttons on the controllers buttons. aren't loud. <laughs> the the yeah, only yeah, loud I, buttons I ever use are like on the fucking arcade stick. Maybe if you like, just fucking smashing the button or clicking in L three or R three, or maybe the bumpers as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it said it's more like more durable, and they're finally for whatever reason they're finally the controller has a rechargeable battery in it. Like when I opened up the Xbox Series X and I realized that the fucking controllers still needed batteries. Oh. Ooh. So they caught these hands. Having having interchangeable batteries is a good thing. But I don't care. But I don't want interchangeable no, batteries. No, 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 not in the sense of, not in. in the sense of double A's. It's more in the sense of being able to access where the battery pack is to change it out because it's starting to give up on life. Oh, true. true. So that, that's the, that's the, the problem yeah. with the dual sense and like the PlayStation controllers since the PS3 one. It's like you can't access the battery pack in it. So if it's starting to die and it's like it's on its last legs and the controller's dying every thirty minutes, then you just have to buy a new controller. At least with this, yeah, they, they're giving you a rechargeable battery, which is good. They needed to do that. But also still being able to swap it in and out is very good. Yeah, okay. Um, 
But yeah, that's all I have to say about the Xbox FTC leak. Like they're looking about this mid, well, about this the the console itself. They're looking at what mid twenty twenty five, and then twenty twenty eight is going to be the generation ten we're up to. Um, the Xbox, yeah. the Xbox Series X, X edition. I don't know. I'm just making up names here. So the, I, I have a few. I have a few thoughts on like the plans for the next gen console. Um, I need to scroll through this properly so I can actually this, find where it is. This is after they buy Nintendo, of course, which was also leaked. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to that, big fella. Yeah, um, it doesn't seem to be in this article, but from from memory, essentially what they're going to be doing with the um next console is that they want it to be a hybrid cloud uh, and hardware console so they're probably going to go all digital again and they're going to have hardware in there so that it runs fine but they're going back to that old xbox one kind of mentality where it's like yeah you're running the game on hardware but we're going to make it even better like crackdown 3 is going to be insane because we're going to have all this cloud computing in the background to push the game even further um which essentially means that they're probably going to try and go for an always online console again. And um, there's also, there's also been pushed in there that they're going to go for like a cloud-based handheld device. So they're, they're doing a lot of, they're doing a lot of push to go more towards um, X cloud and digital marketplaces from start, basically starting from next year to when they do the next gen. I can't believe and we're going to get a sequel to the PSP, but owned by Xbox. The PSP That's go even. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling of the success of the Switch. That's definitely pushed um, console designers to be like, huh, maybe people do want portability. Yeah, um, but, but you can't do, fact you can't do portability. <laughs> yeah, you can't do portability if it has to be connected to the internet. Um, yeah, it's... I'm... I, I, I don't like the outlook for it, honestly, just just based on the documents. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's that's about all I had to say about that as well. Like I'm I'm not I'm not uh, uh, I'm not looking forward to Xbox's current plans, and I don't I don't like the outlook that might have for where Sony goes along with them. Whew. Um, yeah, anyway, so there the was Nintendo email. Yeah, so there was there was that leak, um, and then uh, there's a bunch of emails, internal emails that got leaked between like Phil Spencer and like the head of Microsoft, and just like they're obviously like internal discussions, but there's like about like acquisitions. Um, there's a discussion, what a discussion? It's Phil Spencer saying, "Oh yeah, like Nintendo wants to get out of the hardware game. We're going to buy them." And uh, when I first read that, I thought this isn't real. And then when I realized what had happened, it was a leak. I'm like, Phil Spencer needs to literally be taken away. If he, the I don't fact think he calls it a career moment for him. If he can acquire Nintendo is what makes it extremely scummy to me. Like he, his, he's, he's, he's uh, basing his uh, career as the lead of Xbox as how many studios he can acquire in his time there. And Nintendo is like the big catch he wants. Well, it, it would be, it would be the career defining moment, like. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't, and I think it's it's. We don't know who he's emailing. Um, no, no, we do. For that one. Yeah, it's um Chris Capicella and Takeshi Nomoto. 
I don't know those people. Like, what are their positions? Like, it, I don't, the way I don't know their positions. I haven't Googled them, but we know who he emailed these to. It just sort of feels like it's a... Um, well, another, just another them like that on the pod, surf. Jesus. <laughs> another yeah, weird thing in this email is that he explicitly says that, like, um, some... Some Microsoft board of director members or former Microsoft board of director members explicitly have um, shares in Nintendo so they can try and crash those shares later down the line. Based. Um, that's fucking what they all do. I reckon if you read any of those emails, that's what they all do. Big business doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly think if you, that would never happen. It's probably like a... Yeah, I honestly, this is a psychotic thing to say. He's never going to buy that. Uh, number yeah, one, it Nintendo seems like it was also sell. after TikTok. Yeah, and and then they're talking about like acquiring Valve and stuff. I think these are just more high level. This would be fucking sick if we could do it. Like it'd be amazing. But I, yeah, to see it actually written yeah, down. But, is- but the Nintendo one, he's explicitly saying things like, "Yeah, no, we have we we have plans to do it. We're just." We're waiting for Nintendo to realize that they want to be bought out and we're just waiting on, we're doing the long game to buy them out. Like, he he seems convinced he's going to get Nintendo. I don't think it reads like he's convinced. Um, eh. I don't know. It was, it was a fucking weird thing to say. Oh, sorry. It's a weird thing to read. It's a weird thing to consider Microsoft owning Nintendo. But a lot of the comments I've been seeing on social media is like, well, imagine if Nintendo had good hardware. <laughs> which is a psychotic thing when you think about it like Xbox doesn't have software Xbox doesn't have hard- uh, sorry, Nintendo doesn't have hardware you put them together you get a perfect game company um, or it goes the other way you've got shit hardware with shit games on it what are we doing Sony wins <laughs> speaking, speaking of Sony wins there's also another leaked email of him talking about like it was like 12 hours after the PS5 r- reveal and he's like you know, we've we've been in second place to PlayStation for seven years now. We're going into this new generation. I'm feeling really good. Like I'm really proud of what our team's done. Uh, Sony doesn't have the hardware lead on us going into this gen. I I really think we're going to win it. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, he has to. Yeah, well, he has to take that. Maybe maybe he's delusional. Like it literally feels like the the PlayStation Four had such a like a. A lead, like a cultural lead, like everybody had a PlayStation 4, it feels like, that there's no way that people weren't, uh, they're just going to upgrade to a PS5 because it's like, oh, Microsoft got blown the fuck out by a video of uh, Shuhei Yoshida going, this is how you share a game on PlayStation. It's just handing a case over to someone else. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> that, that cemented the Xbox One's legacy as the shit console for that generation. Yeah, they fucking fumbled the bag. Um, they, they tried to make it a media device and power to them for trying. But they also try to make it always online and these weird roundabout ways of you can't do secondhand games. Yeah, and then they realize the folly of their mistake and then... Um, and they've been in recovery got, mode ever since. Yeah, but then, like, you're not going to have secondhand games if it's digital only. So Unless they do some sort of weird key reselling or something. Online pass. Oh, hang on. There's only some sort of, like, pass that has all these games on it. Um... I don't know. There's, there's, yeah, there's a million things they can do. They can definitely do like a digital buy and sell kind of stuff. Um, they never will. That's fucking weird. Um, there was another fun one I saw. It's not in this article, but it was um, 
it was Microsoft execs uh, gauging the idea of um if they could get xCloud running on PlayStation 5 by using Sony's browser on the console. Like, so they don't need to officially partner with Sony to get xCloud on the system. They just do a workaround system where people on PS5 can do xCloud through Sony's browser, and then that just opens up the entire PlayStation market as potential customers for xCloud. Um, Matt Booty had to chime in and go, yeah, no, we, we can't do that because A, they'll probably block us, and B, you can't access the PlayStation browser. Um, on its own, so there's no like actual way to get around and it going into that. But then Phil Spencer chimes in and goes, "No, no, we should get our engineers to investigate if we can do this. This is something we should be working on." Yeah, nothing wrong about a little cheeky competition. Oh, oh and then, then if, if, yeah. if, if they were ever able to actually try and get that in, Sony would block that. Like that, they would block <laughs> oh, that minute one. A hundred percent. But then no. But then Sony's the bad guy for blocking them. Like Xbox is like, oh, we gave you the opportunity, but Sony's being the bad guy. Sony's already it. been the bad guy for locking Linux out of the PS3. Don't know what any of that means. I, why would you need Linux on PlayStation? I don't, I don't know, but you were able to do that freely, and then they blocked it, and they got a lot of shit for it, but they kept it. I've never they, even heard about that. Oh, this is like from like 15 years ago. Um, this is ancient yeah. console history at this point. The PS3 and retro. 360 are retro consoles. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying that. Um, but yeah, very interesting week. Um, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess to cap it off, though, is that like there's an extra little bit of like Phil Spencer went on Twitter and sent like a staff email out to everyone like, yeah, no, we, we see that all these documents have come out. Um, we, just, we just really want to let people know that. We'll share our plans, like, we'll share our real plans when we're ready because a lot changes in two years. Like, a lot of this stuff leaked out from, like, presentations and emails from 2020 or 2021. So, yeah, a lot of things can change in two years. Um, I don't know how much of that is actually going to affect, like, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be able to accurately course correct from this. What, we're, what they announce later will probably just be what we've seen here. Oh yeah, like with maybe a couple of minor changes. Like it's like that um like that Nvidia leak that came out like three or four years ago. All yeah, those games. It's just, yeah, slowly every <laughs> game from that leak has been coming out. Yeah. And it takes like if they're thinking of a, like a mid gen refresh, like those don't happen like overnight. That is a significant amount of planning and prep. And uh yeah, so they'd be thinking about that probably the second they release the Xbox Series X. So yeah, they might change a couple of designs or something. The disk drive might come back, Seth, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I, I, keen. I, I, maybe this is actually probably a bigger thing to discuss, and I don't want to get into it now, but video game culture is just so fucking leak-worthy. I don't think it exists in any other industry. Like, the second that something happens, it's like, oh, this game's coming out, or the second that something is rated in Singapore, it's like, oh, this game's got this rating. Movies. Um, Movies have set leaks and all the time. Like we we know things uh, are true, coming from yeah. movies all the time. Celebrity That's sex tapes. That Ooh, too. Hang on. Um, Which I guess yeah, are technically movies. Never mind. No, no, no. Movies was right. Movies was right. What type of movies? Adult movies. I'll bit my tongue. Ow. <laughs> Any final I, I, things I, on Xbox FTC? Um, I I that mid gen refresh for the Xbox. I'm just considering what fucking dumb name they're going to call it. 
as someone who studied marketing at uni, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S, dumb names. The Xbox One X and the Xbox One S, dumb fucking names. Um, I, I'm predicting either XX or XL. Which will be odds to go extra large since it's a slimmer console. Yeah, I was thinking like XS, like the X Slim or some bullshit. If they do it, that's... Well, look, I don't have to play the names, I guess. I just got to play the game. The Xbox Series Xbox, even though it's a cylinder. <laughs> it's the C- Series C. The X cylinder. Hang on. Hang on. Let them cook. Let, let them roll. What about you, Pat? Has this swayed you to get an Xbox? No. My incoherent ramblings. Rat. What about it was a cylinder? What if it didn't so, have so a disc? Here's, here's the weird part from, from my side, right? Nintendo charges me 20 bucks every year for being online. Fine. I, to be honest, barely notice it because every time it sneaks up on me and it says, thanks for the purchase, and I always think someone's hacked my account, and then it's the Nintendo <laughs> subscription is rolled over. Um, Sony, 150 bucks, and admittedly, I haven't even had a PS5 for a year yet. It's been 10 months, 11 months. Um, 150 bucks for a year. That stung, but it was like, yeah, I, I, I get a, a bunch of games out of this and online and everything else and, you know, used a bit. Sure. Uh, and then they said, why don't we just double the price? Thanks to the money chump. Uh, and now I've canceled it. And even in that reality, I still don't think I would buy an Xbox. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. uh, there, there isn't any draw for me to have yet another console. As much as I yeah. hate what PlayStation Plus is charging me per year now, uh, if, if it becomes unbearable, Chances are I'll end up just purchasing a one-month sub and play it for that month and then not play it for another couple months because it's real sporadic use. But yeah, no, no plans to get even a refreshed mid-generation console from Xbox. Can you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for a year, Steven, or do you have to buy that every month? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can get it for a year. Okay, because yeah, I'm, uh, I'm seeing the monthly price and that's almost $20 a month. Uh. Yeah, it's a monthly or yearly, yeah. Or it sort of depends. Like, well, I got it for Turkey and it's like three years for 150. Um, and realistically, if you play a couple of games on release, it makes it up. But you got to remember, you're not playing it just for the games on release. You're playing it for like the back catalog of stuff it's got on there as well. Yeah, which is almost essentially just PlayStation 1 now. You're just not getting the games on release. It's just the back catalog. Yeah, mm. that's true. How many games does Xbox releasing these days anyway? Uh, okay. Good to move on. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Cool. Uh, we are no audience question this week, in some ways, thank God. Um, but uh, if you or someone that you know has a question you want to ask us, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Festival Lounge, Twitter. Sorry, X, formerly Twitter. Got to do it right. Uh, at Festival Lounge minus one of the L's. Uh, also, also Festival Blue Lounge, Sky. Fast um, Travel Lounge at. Gmail.com. Thank you, Seth. Uh, and what's the Blue Sky one? I am getting that now. It's um, fasttravellounge.bsky.social. So if you're on Blue Sky, on, honestly, you just have to type in Fast Travel Lounge there. Cool. Boom. Nailed it. Got the domain. Um, sweet. Right. Uh, anything you want to tease for next week? I will probably still be playing Monster Hunter now. <laughs> um, I am going to do the thing that I started before Tears of the Kingdom and finally finish. Oh, well start streaming more of um soul hackers too because i started that and then i got covid and then i didn't go back to it 
I can't believe COVID uh, interrupted your taste that badly. It did. Like, it, it just knocked me out and then Tears of the Kingdom came out. So I never went back to it. Anything from you, Steve? Uh, Starfield. Um, I was going to talk about it this week, but like, I'm still in the death throes of it. So I thought I wouldn't. Um, uh, I'm enjoying that game. But let's leave it until next week. Got it. Cool. Well, we're at the end of episode 91. Thank you so much for joining. If you've liked what you've listened to, the absolute just news train that has been this week, uh, any kind of uh, subscription, comment, like, uh, follow, very much appreciated. Helps us out. But at least until next week, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Wallabies. We'll make it out of the pool stages. <laughs> <laughs>